Okay, so we started the new one. We're back on the air. Um, no one's in yet. Yeah, Hopefully, people can hear us. Yes, I'm messing with all the dials, all the buttons. I'm pressing things. So yeah, no, let's no, no, let's no, say no, you no. have the 26 on the SC15. Hey, uh, make sure y'all's X like the XLR cords are plugged into the bottom of your mic really well too. They should yeah. be locked in already, but yeah. Yeah, so it looks okay. like it's like it's just an alternate route. It's been a ton of SC seventeen. Highway seventeen. All right, Sam, Nate, let us know. Let us know. Can you hear me, Sam? You're a big old bitch. Stuff was plugged in, Sam. Okay. I was just making sure those two goobers had their stuff plugged in and they did. It's called troubleshooting 101. You go through every step. Idiot. If it, at first it doesn't work, unplug it, plug it back in. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, Nate, here's Adam. Chris, say something. Hey, Nathan. Hey, sweetheart. Did you shower today? All right. Is that coming through, Nathan? Well, Nathan said no, so I don't know if that was a no to showering or a no to he can't hear Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he can hear you. Awesome. All right, we're good. We're more, back. More than likely he didn't shower. Today. We're back. We appreciate you guys letting us know and not just letting me ramble on by myself. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. So for all that couldn't hear the other two, we've been reviewing the uh, the right. Hazy well, IPA from yeah, the Liver Dog Brewing Company from down in Ridgeland, South Carolina. It's, uh, like you said, Hazy IPA, so it's a little more tropical, a little more citrus flavor than a normal IPA. Um. I like it. I mean, like I said, I think it's comparable to the tropical from Still Hands. And I I'll typically get at least one of those every time I um I go to Still Hands. Yeah, and what I like about that one is because it's kind of the thing that I love about IPAs is they hit a little bit harder, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that one's 7%, so it, it doesn't taste like it's got a lot in there. So, like, it's one that could sneak up on you. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah, like so you a, can have some fun. It's not... This hits a little bit, uh, it's not as, um, I guess, bitter or as um, God's favorite down at Revelry. Yeah. But yeah. that one's at 9% and it will sneak up on you in a, in a minute. You know what I love about Sam? Sam couldn't hear Adam talking shit to him earlier. And literally, Adam starts describing the beard. He goes, your mom is hazy. <laughs> Sam, use a, use a bitch. Just, just pure natural <laughs> shit talking. <laughs> Going on, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I give this like a like a six six six, you know, it's average. I mean, I'd get it again. Yeah. I don't know if I could drink them all day, but you know, one or two of them wouldn't be bad. All right, so hold on, let me let me hold the can. Pull, pull our beer list up, Adam. You know, you gave the literal first nine on this podcast last week when it comes to beers. Oh no, that Christmas cookie was fantastic. Yeah, you gave, the, you gave the literal very first nine for that us. Was, that was a great beer. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, Zach. I know you gave the first nine technically, but we are counting the original members. So it's we're counting the actual members, not some little hockey punk that calls in. We're, we're count, ooh, right, yeah, right, right. Actually, they're probably not going to listen right now. They're probably Chick-fil-A. Probably. Chick -fil -A. I'm going to go with a 7-4 uh, for that beer. River Dog. Okay. Yeah, what's it called? Operation Jackpot. Yeah, Operation Jackpot. Operation Jackpot. It's right there on the can. It's on the back of the. Is actually the name of the boat? I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it really? It's the name of the boat, not the beer. We don't bit... actually know what the beer is called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trickery. Fair enough. Fair enough. So do we know the name of the boat, or is that the name of the beer? It's probably both. 
right. Adam Carson Smith gave it a. Are you using my middle name on the air like that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Adam Lee Anthony Carson Smith. Didn't get a social out while you're at it, Chris. <laughs> Shout out to. 719. Phone <laughs> number is. Shout out to the uh, the illustrator of this can. So the can's label is like this really weird, like feeling like sticker that's just slapped around the side of it. Yeah. And on the side, they actually gave a shout out and said, "Illustrated by Mark the Third. You can find him at M A R C the Third on Instagram." So shout out to that guy. All right, Mark. Free advertisement. Enjoy it. Free advertisement. Um, I expect a free pan. Hey, hey, y'all, y'all go message him. Let him know that you were referred by us. And then make him come to us and do artwork for us for free, or we'll kill all of your family. Ooh, wait a little aggressive. No. Oh, I mean it. No. <laughs> Let's start off with my slight your, your Sims family. Your Sims family. I'll just come in and delete the video game. There the Sims go. family. Yeah. 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 You're like, you will die. Yeah, I will kill it. Jesus. If you're playing Animal Crossing, there goes your hard drive. Wow. All right. I will can you still stop in Animal Crossing? Hand me the key so I can actually take it. No, it's not Grand Theft Auto. It's a kid's game. They don't. So it's not like. There's I not like. It's not like hit square to mug this guy or something well, like that. That's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I can go. But you can hop islands, right, to other people's islands. Yeah, you can. So why can't I steal their stuff? Because <laughs> it's a kid's game. <laughs> can you, you can take the resources off the island? Like you can, you can fish on their island. You can take apples yeah. out their trees. And cool. So I can that. steal stuff off the island. I mean, you can just. You can look them. at it as you're stealing. You yes. Chop all of his trees down and just. Island, <laughs> the kid comes back online. His island is nothing, just a barren wasteland. Yeah. What happened? Well, not even you pulled all the weeds and everything. No bushes, nothing. I'll leave the weeds. I don't care about that. Uh, I'll leave the weeds. Oh, I left you a dandelion, bitch. Have fun. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go six one on mine. I got. Um, I got seven okay. four. Did you pick that up? You had a seven four. Seven Adam, four. Six six. Six six. <laughs> Oh my! Wow. That's all you wish you were. Yeah, I'm um, gonna be an athlete somewhere. Dude, I saw a thing on Facebook today. This like chiropractor is talking about like doing adjustments on people, and on average, he's giving people an extra six inches of height after they leave, like and finish the cycle of adjustments. I'm like, I couldn't imagine going from six two to like six eight in a matter of like a month because this guy was just stretching my back out. That'd be awesome. I'd go from five eight to six two. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be mad. First thing he would do is update a Tinder profile. He would. <laughs> Officially 6'2", ladies. Book the six-foot mark. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Meet me at Jared's. I'll buy you a ring. <laughs> wow. Wow. Meet me, uh, me at Jake's on the vine if you're over 21. <laughs> if you're over 21. That's pretty much the only people that actually get into Jake's, though. Are the people that is over 20. Yeah, Jake's actually takes it a little bit serious with their, their bar security. Yeah, but if you know a guy, they don't really. Very true. I mean, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's almost anywhere you go. Hey, Nathan, call in and tell us any good stories you got from five points for us. Just wondering. Well, yeah. Well, uh, just being. I want to know if he, when he arrested that guy for drinking a white claw in public, if he was actually able to fit in the, like, there is no law. There are laws while you're drinking the claw. He said he was uh, going to try to get that in at the trial. If Nate said it. Yeah, if uh, Nate actually said it. Yeah, Sam, I know what you'd use your six inches for. The judge probably would have been like, get the fuck out if Nate said that. Okay, get out. We're throwing this arrest out. Hey, Sam, that'd be like, that'd be an upgrade for you, my guy. Sam said no comment on the adding six inches in height, which obviously he's trying to make a sexual innuendo, so he'd get what, from like seven inches now total after the extra six inches? (laughs) He wouldn't wouldn't stay married, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just going to give him six. He's going to give him six. 
There's gotta be something there for him to add the six inches to. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. My goodness. Right. That first beer wasn't too bad. Yeah, you, you pretty much finished it, Adam. That's like Nate, Nate put in quotation marks. Your honor. Okay, so it's an actual quote from the from the court. Your Honor, the subject stated there was no law against drinking white claw, and I advised him that there was indeed laws against the claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it's actual transcript from court record. <laughs> Stop. Stop, hey, that's awesome. That's epic. So, God, I would that would be like a dream come true to be able to like just throw a line like that in court and just solid one line and be completely acceptable. Gosh. All right, so. Any word on when Garrett's going to get in here? I don't know. Um, uh, and does he know what we're on? Yes, he does know we're on. I got to get off balance before I talk to my six hour well here. Uh, so. I'm going to go ahead and shoot him a quick text. I let him get on. So, uh, did you have your re- irrelevant question you want to go for? Or do you want to you want me to do one of my sports trivia that I have? Do, do it's actually want, really good. Yeah, let's go ahead and do the sports trivia. Then. Okay. All right, here we go. So, there is one FBS Power 5 school in the country make sure you're listening to that part one fbs power five school in the country that had a player selected in the first round of the nfl draft this year the wnba draft this year and the mlb draft this year in the first round first round of every single one of those there's only one there's another school that came close which we'll get into in a second but repeat the question again so all right one power five FBS school in the country had a single player drafted in the first round of all three of these, the MLB, the WNBA, and the NFL draft. So the the only the only school that's coming to mind is Oregon. With was it uh Justin Herbert was the quarterback? And then Sabrina, how do you say I don't know. How you say it last was name? the first overall pick. Yeah, and I don't know. But they didn't have anybody in the MLB. Okay, that, that would have been the only one. I I'm going to go with the University of South Carolina. It was very close to being the University of South Carolina, but it was not. Because we had the football. We had the WNBA. I figured we had some MLB prospect or something like that. He was drafted in the second round. Right? He was drafted in the competitive balance round, which is after the first round, but before the second round. Oh, it's like round one point five. Basically, <laughs> it's, like, it's like round. Why did why does that even exist? Round one part B. Why? Yeah, why can't you just have round one? Just <laughs> simple. Um, Nate's guess is South Central Louisiana State University Mud Dogs. <laughs> Bobby Boucher and he played all sports, even the WNBA. Don't ask how he did it. <laughs> it was twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Oh, um, he's, yeah, he's gender fluid. He can switch back and yeah, forth. Yeah, it, it was not that. It was not that. <laughs> was it the Mud Dogs? It was not the Mud Dogs. No. Damn. Yeah, no. um, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll make it even easier. Uh, did anybody else take any guesses? I didn't have uh, Alabama. Not Alabama. All right. Um, East Coast or West Coast or Midwest? East Coast. East Coast. Okay. East Coast. It's between, I'll give you two conferences to choose from New York Tech, SEC, and ACC. Okay. New York Tech. No. I'm, I'm trying to they're think. They're in the SEC. That, no, they're in the ACC. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the first time. I'm trying to think. <laughs> w, like, what? 
women's basketball I, program I had any. I, I shouldn't call them Colson anymore. I should call them South Carolina A&M. Scam. <laughs> Scam. I didn't even realize that. Did not realize that. Call them Scam, yeah. That sounds good. Um, Blue Mountain State. That's what Nate said. Oh, yeah. That would be a good Blue one. Blue Mountain State. It's not it, is it? No. Can you come up with any other fictional? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he can. Sorry, I'm sure he can. Do not give him a challenge to give movie or show quotes. Um, I would say, I don't know, Florida. No. All right, I'll I'll give you. See, WNBA is the here, one that I don't. I'll break, break it down. For above you. or below Virginia. Wow. Um, hold on a second. <laughs> it sounds like it's uh, noted. Sounds like they're in Virginia. <laughs> not in, uh, it's not in Virginia. No, know. they, they got to be below. They're to the left, and he doesn't know where they are to the Tennessee. left. Is it Tennessee? <laughs> it's Tennessee. It's not Tennessee. Kentucky. Uh, yeah, it, it is in Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, it's there you in go. Kentucky. Because they, they had their quarterback get drafted. I forgot about no, that. It's, for, not, it's not Kentucky. It's so. not uh, it, it is to the le- literal left of Virginia. He couldn't figure it out. It is Louisville. It is Louisville. How did Louisville get drafted in the WNBA? Uh, Louisville had a guard the very last pick of the first round of the oh, WNBA. Yeah. Um, yeah, the very last pick does count. Uh, they had a left-handed pitcher taken 13th in the MLB, and then they had an offensive tackle by the, taken by the Jets at like 10. Because I remember – and I remember this distinctly. No. Devin goes, thank God Cleveland didn't take him. He's 365 pounds and has weight issues. So that's why I remember it. So. And then didn't Cleveland draft a guy with weight issues as well? Cleveland draft guys with plenty of issues. Normally not weight issues. but and by, usually, usually, their, usually their biggest issue is being on the fucking Browns. <laughs> As soon as they get drafted, they're like, oh, well, I'm I'm going psycho. Their weight issues don't actually equate to body weight issues. The weight that they're moving is usually yeah. <laughs> it's the weight. It's the weight that cop has to put on the scale to figure out if it's a misdemeanor or a felony. That's the weight they have to deal with. No, South Carolina was so, so close because it, it actually is a question that I give credit to Kyle if he's in. But, um, but Nate came up with another great school. See, so if you don't remember this movie, the South Harmon Institute of Technology, or SHIT for short. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't know maybe that's from. I'll give you a hint. No, I don't. I'll give you a hint. Show me your wiener. Uh, oh. Um, oh. Not, um, it's the movie where they're playing football in jail, ain't it? No, nope, that's, that's long the longest yard. yard. Never mind. <laughs> Way off. <laughs> Nate, just FYI, you're a movie. Expert. It's got the guy. It's got the main, the main character, like the younger main character from the movie Dodgeball. The guy that's on the cheerleading team. Yeah. Um, God, I I can't think of it right now. I, I, but I've seen the movie. What movie is it, Nate? Or what movie is it? It's not. I want to say it's not super bad. It's something dumb. It was... It's called Accepted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Accepted. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. They end up creating their own school and they call it the South Harmon yeah. Institute of Technology because yeah. all, all the they, kids they got, got, it was like them and a whole bunch of rejects out. or yeah. kickouts and stuff like that. They did get accepted in the colleges, so they just, yeah. Because like, they, they pretty much squatted in like an abandoned high school. Okay, and ladies and gentlemen, I have to cut Adam off because we are joined by our first guest of the evening. It is Garrett Bear, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, boys? 
Can you hear me? Yeah. You're in Hawaii. How we doing? Is he's online? Hang on. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. How we doing, fellas? Doing well. Doing well. How was your beach weekend, brother? It was good, man. We had a great time. It uh, it was pretty stormy. Did you go play putt putt? No. Did you? You didn't. What do you mean? No, you didn't play putt putt. Putt putt's for children. You play putt putt when you go to what? What beach did you go to, Garrett? <laughs> we went to Ocean Isle. It's like North Myrtle Beach. I mean, if, if you're, I was gonna say, if you're in Myrtle Beach and you don't play putt putt, you didn't really go to Myrtle Beach. Yeah, you got at least play one no, of the. We were, you also now. I was say now you have to get shot to be a real Myrtle Beach trip. Or get in a fight with a bum. Yeah, yes. you haven't gone to Myrtle unless you get like robbed or something. <laughs> no, we didn't play putt putt. We were only there for uh, just a, a day. So we were there for Friday, and then we spent the night and came back Saturday. Just curious, when you play putt putt, do you shoot? Like over or under like thirty. I have no idea. Probably over thirty. You think? Can, can Eight, eighteen holes. I think he get. I think he do it less than two strokes. I mean, if I really tried, it'd probably take me multiple tries. But I feel like I could probably do it. Yeah, I mean, but that'd be several hole in ones. I would You're think. Right. It'd be uh, six six hole in ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little tough on a. Yeah, that's I mean, to that's, break six hole and wants to break thirty, like to be even with thirty. Yeah, yeah, that would be really tough. I mean, I feel like if you had unlimited chances, you could just keep rolling it back. You could probably do it. Yeah, yeah. You figure out the line eventually. Right. But I feel like what is it? Is a par two uh, a generous for most put put holes? Most likely. Uh, yeah, probably two or two, two, maybe, two or three. Yeah, two some three. Yeah, depending on the course, the difficulty of it, how how many uh, you know, how many clowns are in the way, <laughs> how many things you got to shoot it through, the ups and downs, the hills, the bounces. Hey, you mentioned but, Myrtle Beach being like you know a great place to putt putt. Fun fact: it's the putt putt capital of the world, like America, because it's got so many courses like per capita or whatever. Yeah, like they. The the tournament guys, like a, the people that do putt putt tournaments, that's where they have like the like national championship every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So Myrtle Beach. Yeah, they have they have a hundred and one courses for the yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. I think too, uh, Myrtle Beach used to have the most golf courses per square mile, but I think Michigan has overtaken us now. Like Hilton Head. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Can you hear okay. us? Yeah, it was cutting out for a second. I don't know if I have like a bad my, – my headphones are bad. I don't know. But, yeah, I would have figured Hilton Head because I feel like every other tone is leading you to a country club in Hilton Head. It's just not – it's just not like spacious enough to count that many courses in there. I mean, I right. think if there's – If you're in Myrtle Beach, you could, you could drop your hat on the ground and land on a golf course. Pretty much. I mean, I felt, yeah, I feel like the same way though. But, yeah, I guess – but you you also have to understand when we say when that counts for Myrtle Beach, you're talking about Horry County. So you're talking about 
like North Myrtle Beach, Surfside, oh, right. Stone right. City, like all, all, of, all, of, yeah. all of the Grand Trend is what okay. they count. So, okay, so yeah, it's just more, yeah, that's just more area than Hilton Head. It is, it yeah. is. And then, I mean, like, if we're talking quality wise, I mean, obviously Hilton Head's courses are oh. of better quality than Myrtle Beach's courses, but, um, but that's a different conversation, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's, there's both good and bad. I mean, you're not going to play a bad course in either place. Exactly. How many how many courses would you rather play in Columbia than play in Hilton Head, Garrett? I mean, none really, honestly. None. Yeah, the the public the courses public down courses? in Hilton Head. Yeah, public courses. No. I mean, you could go play a $30 public course in Myrtle Beach and it's going to have better greens, better fairways than a course in Columbia. Well, no, Cobblestone's probably the exception to the rule. Cobblestone, they know what they're doing up there. Okay. That, okay. that being said, there's a lot of great public courses in Columbia. I'm not knocking our courses. I love playing around here. Yeah. So let's uh, let's dive right into it. Obviously, um, you know, we're going to talk Golf about this PGA. Back, baby. I know, man. I know. It was such a – what I loved about what happened this weekend was just how tight the tournament was. I say before we get to talking in the tournament, have you played with your new irons yet, Garrett? Oh yeah, I forgot he got new irons. I have not hit a golf oh. ball other than about a thirty yards in my in my yard. With the I'm new like, irons, I'm gnawing at the bit to get out there. Are you gonna play this week? Absolutely. Where are you gonna play this week? I'm playing Friday at the Spur. Spurs and Northwoods? Okay. There you go. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then we'll play twice while we're in Myrtle Beach. I'm going on vacation on Saturday, so I get to play twice while I'm down there. Are you going for the week, I guess? Or? Yeah. So I get to play golf for three days within like an eight-day stretch. So that's pretty There you good. go. Living your dream. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what your retirement's going to look like. So I oh think – I think me and my buddy Todd are going to try to hit uh, Shaw Air Force Base's golf course up Thursday. When, when it, when? Well, he's 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 DOD as well, so we both can get on. Actually, have they but made any? Idea they they haven't. Open. We'll say when they open up, I plan on taking y'all out there if y'all want to go because it looked really nice driving yeah. through there. Absolutely, I mean, it's nice. Yeah. And I can't imagine like trying to tee off and you know nothing like an F sixteen being literally a hundred <laughs> feet above your head. Just <laughs> 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 I said, well, y'all have. Do y'all have clearance to get on in, at Fort Jackson too and play at the Fort Jackson base? Yeah, yeah. So we can go to Fort Jackson, we can go to Shaw, we can go wherever. Right. Typically, <laughs> um, your military courses are, are kept up pretty nice. They have a retired PGA Tour player on staff to give golf lessons at Shaw too. Yeah. I don't yeah, know his name. Do I don't know his name. They're probably here better. <laughs> <laughs> they probably dream. <laughs> I want to get into the tournament, but I, I, um, you know, I'm currently in school, you know, trying to finish up my degree and, you know, trying to search out, you know, career path for myself. And you guys all know how passionate I am about golf, but I talked with the, um, the head pro at Oak Hills. He's, um, he's a friend of a friend and okay. Everything he told me was so discouraging. About <laughs> <laughs> trying to become a golf pro, yeah, dude. It's so hard to break into the golf industry. Oh. It's like he's like starting out. He's like, honestly, you could come. You could you could be 
if you're not willing to travel or if you're not willing to work somewhere where golf is like, you know, primary entertainment, like in Florida or Myrtle Beach or something like that, you're in Colombia, you're making pennies. He's like for the first. He's like for the first six years, you'll probably just work the pro shop for like twenty three thousand dollars, twenty three thousand dollars a year, working sixty hour weeks. Oh, ooh, <laughs> I know, dude. Ooh. They're like, I can't do that. I know. <laughs> and then like club making, like my grandfather did, is is a dying art. You know what I mean? People in club oh, yeah. are not getting. Um, Clubs, we you know. Yeah, they're not they're not getting fitted for clubs. They're just you know they're buying clubs off of Amazon. They're buying you know from Dicks. They're going to Dicks and just buying something off the shelf. I actually need to get I need to get fitted for clubs, Garrett. Do you know any place that's like really good, highly recommended for that? I mean, really, the only place that's local to us is Kusa Golf in Lexington, and they got one in Northeast. I know they do custom club fitting. I think so I, I can't remember the name of the place, but I thought I went on Google, and the guy the guy's like apparently a retired PGA Tour player as well. When we see that on those websites, probably means that he made like in there on one one season, and then never made the cut again. But, right, he probably, pl- but, he probably played a couple uh, tournaments just on exemption or something. Yeah, but um, and he's like, hey, I made it on the tour, you know. But um, but he, he, he apparently apparently if you um if you buy like the actual like where they go through and like fit like every club to you, then he'll give you like a year free of private golf lessons. So wow. I need to I need wow. to look into that place. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, but it's yeah. probably like it's probably like a lot more expensive for his club fitting compared to everybody else. I need to shop around. Yeah, so my clubs are way too short for me. Yeah, well, if you're I'm listening to this, if you're wanting to buy new clubs right now is the time to shop local. Support local golf shops. I say my mine are just old. <laughs> yeah, I don't like mine are good. Mine are good. They're just twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, they're from nineteen ninety four. They're not. Oh, wait, no, they're not that old. But they are. Dude, I'm playing with my, I'm playing with those. With steel shaft pings that my grandfather played with, like in the early two thousands and the nineties. Yeah, that's the the set dad has that are now mine. Yeah, that's when they they came out in either ninety nine or two thousand. Jesus, I mean, I had black irons until about October of last year, so I know the pain. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Black hat is an off brand of Cobra, or was an off brand of Cobra in like the early two thousands, right? Yeah, Good black cats, baby. Yeah, the, they're still cats, sitting in the garage. Snake eyes. Snake <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Depending on which version you got, you either got the black cats or you got the snake eyes. It was a knockoff of a cobra. Yep. Anybody, uh, if anybody wants some cheap golf clubs, I'll give you $2 a club. I got a <laughs> knockoff set too at my house. I got a knockoff set of TaylorMades. The Tommy Bummers? No, not the Tommy Bumbers. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are the so Tommy the, Bumbers? So there's, you know, TaylorMade is known for the TaylorMade Burner Club. Um, came out, you know, about the same time the Adams Clubs came out. That's no, that's what mine are. They are the burners. Oh, okay, there you go. And then, so yeah, that's that ninety-nine. The three wood had this really unique bubble shaft in it. Like halfway down the shaft, it had like this weird bubble. I don't know what it was for, but anyway. <laughs> My Wait, grandfather, who would do custom clubs on the side hustle, he would make knockoff clubs and just sell them for, you know, way below retail price. And so instead of selling, selling uh, a tailor-made um, burner, burner. He, sold, he sold a Tommy Man bumper. 
Oh my god. <laughs> it was great. Which my cousin That's has, awesome. by the way. He has one of the 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 Tommy Knight numbers. Yeah, I hit it probably a month ago, smoked it. Hit it so pure. Tommy Bumbers. That's what I call him. Gotta love the bumper. The bumper. Oh my god. Oh my god. Y'all want to talk this tournament? Yeah, dude. It's awesome. It was so awesome. I was so good. I was so glad to see Jordan Speed play like old Jordan Speed. Sunday came around. He's such a head case, man. He he lets things play tricks on him. He like when he gets in his own head, he's screwed. He played he played so well, I say the back. Watching Thursday's action, he on the very first hole, he came out, hit a bad tee shot, got frustrated. Hit a great second shot. Hit a, hit a terrible third shot, got frustrated. Hit a terrible fourth shot, got even more frustrated. He bogeyed, he bogeyed one, yeah. right? Yeah. And and I was like, yep, today's going to be it. He's going to shoot three over, and he's not going to make the cut. This is this is the same Jordan Spieth we saw last year. And then he battled back, and I want to say finished four or five under on the first day. So I was like, yeah, oh, I mean, wow. he shot he shot back to back sixty fives. He shot five under, five under for the first two days. Yeah, that's I mean. That put him what three strokes behind going into Go, going into Saturday, Saturday. He had the lead at one point, yeah. and then yeah. and then double bogeyed. Yeah, and but then, what he, but well, that'll that'll take you out the lead real quick. They had a crazy stat. He made like six or seven putts, which led the field of twenty feet or better. Dude, he this tournament he hit was it Saturday, Garrett? I was texting you. I think he hit he hit like a forty six foot putt on a par three to birdie it. Like he yeah. hit a terrible first shot far right. He's hanging on like the edge of the green over there. Him and the him and is, um, go, go ahead, Gary. I was just saying the thing that keeps Jordan in contention, especially right now when he's he's just scrambling to figure out his ball striking. I mean. Um, it was better this weekend than previous tournaments, but he's you know he's spraying the ball left, spraying the ball right. Um, his putting and his scrambling is just unreal. Dude, he hit some he hit some shots on Saturday out of the bunker. Like I was texting Garrett as he was dropping on Saturday. Who did he play with on Saturday? Varner. I think he played with Colin. No, he played with Varner. That's right. He, he played because. Because Saturday is when he hit the forty foot putt. Because him and Varner were both on the same edge of the green. Yeah, I think I did hear them. And he say, putted first, and Varner was like, "Wow!" And then laid it up, and then got his par and got out of there. But, but then, then they have, and then Sunday he played with Moy Kawa. Yeah, Moy Kawa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Colin. But uh, but the he's uh, to watch right now. I want to talk about him in a second, but he's the kid to watch. Is he the new? Is he like the new up and coming? Yeah, so last year was his rookie season, Matthew Wolf's rookie season, and Victor Hovland's rookie season. Um, Victor, is that the is that the Oklahoma first? State? Yeah, yeah, Victor. Yeah, Hovland, him, him and State. him and Matt Wolf were are um, Oklahoma State guys. Matt Wolf's the one with the funny footwork swing. Yeah, so yes, like all that, like all of the hype was around those two guys coming in here, coming in because they were just so deadly in college. Um, and both both of them have won on tour, so I mean, like they proved themselves. But I'm telling you, Morikawa is the guy to watch right now. I just I like his game. Um, he's, he's got the best irons in, in golf right now. Like he's, I'm like, just, he's, 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 he's yeah, skill wise. 
I I want to see Matt Wolf play better. He I just feel like he's and again, I don't know the guy. I don't know much about the guy, but just from watching him play, I know he's a very fierce competitor, loves to win. Um, you know, has been has proven time and time time and time again that he's clutch, that he can finish out when he needs to. But and also, since, go ahead. I'm sorry. Since he won last year, I just feel like his maturity level has plummeted some. Like even even when he did the the match play tournament for TaylorMade, um, doing the the COVID relief stuff, you know, I, I remember Ricky Fowler making a comment of like, "All right, kid, come on, show me something. Let's let's go. You know, you're, you're not doing much. You're not helping me out here. Let's go." And I, I just feel like I've seen that in him the last couple times he's played. It's like he'll shoot two under, and then he'll go out the next day shoot even, and then he'll shoot two over, and then he'll shoot three over and finish. You know. 57th for the tournament. Yeah. Was it was it him or Victor Hovland that was in contention for the U.S. Open last year? It was Victor Hovland, I believe. Yeah, I think it was it was Victor Brooks and Gary Woodland. I think were like the three that came down on Sunday that had a really good But doesn't isn't Matthew Wolf the same guy that he's kept the same trainer or swing coach or whatever yeah, from Mr. like Gankis. when he played in high school? Mr. George Gankis, yeah. Great swing yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah the guy, in. the guy that had the hole in one. What was it on Friday, Chris, or Saturday? Oh, uh, Sue Kane. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy that had the hole in one. He's uh, that's that's also his swing coach, George Jagankis. He works with yeah. a lot of tour players. Really fun guy to watch if you don't follow him on Instagram. Really, that, fun guy. they were making fun of Sue for or the Kane guy for um, like. But well, he didn't know. He didn't know he made it. Exactly. They were like, "Oh, look at the composure. Look at him not celebrating." Now. No, because like the, the, <laughs> other, the other golfers didn't even like the the guys in his group. They didn't even react. Like, they, there's no way they did not know when they were walking by the pond. They had no idea. I agree. And then he walks up on the green. and He was like, "Well, where's my ball?" Yeah. Like, yeah, no, like, that guy somebody, had no idea. Somebody he told him like on the walk down. down. They're like, "No, that's in." And then you saw him like jumping around giving AO high fives. No, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because the caddy like. He pulled his putter out, and then somebody said, no, it's in. And then you just see him handing the putter back to the caddy, <laughs> jumping around, giving out an AO half fives. That's How awesome. Amazing. How amazing. Yeah. Who were – all right, Garrett, who were you yeah. most impressed by this weekend on tour? Like, who, who came out and played this tournament, well, like, a lot better than you thought they were going to? Well, I, 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 was, I was super impressed by the entire weekend. Um. And I told Chris, you know, I was just trying to think of I didn't I didn't know a lot of um, what you guys talk about on the podcast. I've only listened to like two episodes. Sorry to tell you that, but it's just the truth. <laughs> That's all right. We forgot. Um, uh, but I wanted to, you know, have you know engaging conversation. So I, I was thinking, I was like, this weekend is everything that you could want in a major tournament. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh yeah, every, yeah. There was with what ten people within contention going into Sunday. all the guys that you wanted to see in contention right were up there. Yeah. There was drama on Sunday. I mean, you had four guys like, that could potentially be in the playoff. It was it was insane. It was so yeah. The four guys in the playoffs. It finally gets narrowed down to those two because one guy missed the where he missed the th- like what the, the four footer to actually yeah, win so, it. So, oh, yeah, so he, Xander Xander Shoffley. Lipped out on 17, which would have gotten him back into 
playoff potential and co-leader, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it would have, it would have technically, you know, sort of sealed his spot, but he ended up um, not very 19. So he was out. And then Morikawa in the playoff, he limps out for like another four foot putt to keep him alive. And then you had Justin Rose and somebody else that was, if they would have just birdied 18, they would have been in the playoff. Uh, DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau would have gotten the 15. It was, it was yeah. DeChambeau. Is it, does anybody else think Bryson DeChambeau looked like he put on 40 pounds? He did. He put on 30-something pounds. 30-something pounds. He literally put on 40 pounds. He put okay. on 45 pounds. 25 yeah. of it has been since quarantine. Yeah. I'm no yeah, longer he, he calling just, him DeChambeau. I'm, I'm only referring to him now as Big Chungus. He looks when they um, when they when they show they show him walking from like one of the holes and like one of the announcer goes, well he's obviously had a gym that's been staying open and like they start talking about like apparently it's actually majority of it is muscle. He just looks he's he's on the course. He does have a little bit of a beard. There's been there's been no cardio. It's been nothing but just picking heavy things up, putting them back down. No, because he's got a little jiggle in the belly. He's got a little he's got a little dad bod going on. He's had a couple couple. Listen, listen to listen to the guy's statistics. Off the tee with driver, average uh, 340 yards for the tournament. Oh, oh yeah, just smokes it. He was he Uh, he's taken the what I would call the Brooks Kepka approach to golf right now. He's he's trying to he's trying to outdrive people, out hit people in the second. Well, job. Brooks is the same way. Brooks has gotten he's gotten some muscle on too. He's actually put some pounds on. They say, but Brooks well, is very fit. Shambo just looked like he he went into quarantine at like you know one fifty, came out at two sixty. <laughs> you know, well, like he, he ain't, really did. He he went he went he, child. Or he finished he finished the last season at one ninety at six foot two. So that's like I skin know what his for six, caloric dude. intake is for the day. The boy's probably eating like three, four thousand calories a day. No, no, no. He drinks four protein shakes a day. And yeah. what, what else? Yeah. No, he's, there's, 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 there's no way to just protein because like the protein shakes only have 200 calories. That means he's only adding no, 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 800. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. He like he probably eats three square meals. And also drinks four percent. No, it's it's got to be more than that, dude. To put on forty five pounds, you have to be in the four thousand oh, no, calorie range. No, what is that? Uh, the shake that they were talking about at the there uh, NFL Combine? It's like the peanut butter, the banana. They call they call them mass mass gain like gain shakes or mass shakes. Whatever. Yeah, so, like, the, they the literally have gain. like a thousand calories in the shake alone. Yeah, and that's just the, you know what I'm talking about. No, but I don't need them. <laughs> no, so it was there, like that's what that's what like Jacob to, that's what Jacob was drinking when he was trying to put on weight because it literally just has like a thousand calories in the shake alone. It was like it was like spinach, bananas, peanut butter, oats, and like red Gatorade. Blend all that up. Oh, and that's it's, terrible. But apparently, like that's what apparently like like some of the NFL linemen like that's what they were drinking. He looks in like the an combine. NFL lineman. <laughs> like an NFL line. Oh, yeah, they. Show, I mean, they showed a picture of him. I. Just, I it looked like he, his neck had disappeared. It looked like <laughs> yeah. he put on, you know, his bed section had gotten a little bit bigger. So I mean, Bryson, Bryson's, you know, Bryson's driver gained like 17 yards or whatever from last year. Last year, I mean, he's he's hitting his second irons really or second shots really well. But you know what really cost Bryson down the down the road on Saturday and Sunday, and I unfortunately had to watch it. Being the person that actually put money on him for the tournament, putting. <laughs> so I just found a thing from Deschambeau, Deschambeau talking about like putting weight on and everything. 
Um, he said back in, let me see what actual year they, what year, what time they actually published. Okay. So this is January. They published this article. So the well, last year's president's cup or the president's cup, the most recent president's cup last year, he said he ate 6,000 calories before that weekend in That's one day. Insane. That's so in one true. day, 6,000 calories. I mean, I could, I could, that's like, I could help that's like get there. body, like uh, <laughs> the strong man guys, those strong man dudes are eating oh, yeah. like 10,000 calories a day. Like steak, bacon, and potato right there, baby. But yeah, you'll, you'll hear, um, oh, who was the American uh, strong man that was more keenly that also went wrestler? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, uh, they broke down like one of his diets one day. It started out with like six eggs and it's like almonds in the morning. And then it was like, yeah, that was like eight o'clock. And I went and got a, like an hour lift and came back, had a shake. And then, well, that's put, like, that's like the, the rock thing. does the same thing. Yeah. Like the rock has like, Six eggs, and then like an hour and a half later, like at eight in the morning, he eats like a fifteen ounce steak, and I'm like, God, I couldn't imagine going through that much food in like in three hours of being awake. Yeah, it's unreal. But I mean, as much as I guess as hard as they go in the gym, as much as they work out, yeah, they they need that to well, sustain that size. Here's here's the thing about Big Chungus. He's we all know he's a smart guy, right? <laughs> and the best so hat on tour. That hat is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, it's he's wanting to be longer off the tee for the statistical fact the farther you can hit the ball, even if it's not in the fairway, you can be wild and long off the tee, and uh, statistically you're going to average better scores. Um, the closer proximity you are, you are to the hole, the better you have. Uh, better I mean, like, think about it. Think about, like, someone puts, like, a 270 shot middle of the fairway, but I put it 350 in the rough. Yeah, like, I mean, it's pretty Even though in the rough, I'm still I'm right there. Yeah, you're now hitting a 100-yard pitching wave yeah. into the, right. the green wave. They're and hitting a 6-iron. And they're trying to figure out how they're going to either bounce it on the green, roll it on the green, yeah. get how to get it on there. And you're just like, yeah. ah. I'm, I'm flopping this one on there. Right. And, and Chris Chris made mention of it. I mean, not only is he long off the tee, he had, I think I read, out of the 50 longest drives from the weekend, he had 10 of them. Yeah. And so yeah. not only is he long off the tee, but he hasn't lost any touch in his swing around the greens, approach shots into the green. He looked pretty crisp. All right. So, so Garrett, I've got a trivia question about long drives. Okay. I've, I've mentioned it before around some of y'all, so if you know it, wait for other people to get their guesses in. Before 2003, there was only one tour player to average over 300 yards on his opening drive for an entire season. Not only did he do it for one whole season, he did it for 10 consecutive seasons, averaging 300 yards a drive. I mean, that early on, the only guys that were touching 300 was like John Daly. What's your take, Adam? I'm, that's what I would say was John Daly. Oh, yeah, Daddy Daly. Yeah, his, his nickname was Long John. Yes, sir. Ten yes. consecutive seasons of averaging yes. 300 yards yes. plus. Best beer yeah, cigar on tour. Best marble. <laughs> like, we're talking about like these guys, these guys are like, you know, every once in a while they crank one for 350. Like, John Daly was like, no, that's my average. You're like, okay. And that was, well, I mean, yeah. that was you know, 20 years ago. That was not with yeah. modern technology. I mean, it was modern to them, but still, they his were son, using his son's on 300 cc. Oh, Garrett, like, like, dude, Lil, Lil John, 
Little John, yeah. uh, John Daly's son, that kid can ball, dude. He can straight up play. Imagine taking John Daly in his prime in 99 when he actually won, like, the – I think it's when he won the PGA Tour Championship. But um, imagine taking John – 99 John Daly. Taylor made that yeah, put him out there with, like, the, the best driver of the day yeah. right now. Well, I wonder how more far he could have – 99 John Daly would have crushed it with he, our driver. Oh, he's probably out there with Bryson. He's, he's probably out there with Bryson. Yeah. That's my Bryson. guess. Yeah, you'd be at yeah averaging three three forty three fifty a a drive. So I mean, the last time John Daly averaged over three hundred was two thousand eight. His ten season was from ninety nine to two thousand eight. Yeah, that's still not bad. Good span. So, did you say was your most impressive player for the weekend? Oh, um, what was I saying? I was saying that that this is everything that you could ask for for like a major tournament, and so. I think most golf fans, especially seeing the uh, tailor-made drive for help, little, you know, 18-hole match they did, and then Tiger and Phil's match that they did, I think everybody was thinking, like, what, what is going to happen? Are these guys going to come out here and be super rusty? Because, I mean, like, in the, the drive for relief thing from tailor-made, those guys couldn't putt worth a darn. Like, really, really bad putting. Um, but, I mean – the leaderboard this weekend was stacked. Like there was, these guys showed no signs of rust. Um, so I was very happy with who was in the top of the the field this week. All my favorite guys were up there, minus a few. Um, but I was impressed with Jordan, even though he didn't. I think yeah, for him to come out and play the way he did, scramble the way he did, be able to put up a score like he did, I think that's going to do wonders for his confidence. Hopefully, moving forward. Um, I mean, Colin Morikawa is my guy um, in terms of young guns. Love his game. Love his composure. I think he's going to be up there with the best. Um, love him or hate him, DeChambeau, I mean, Big Chungus is doing his thing right now. But he's going to be good this year. I, don't, uh, I did like to see – because I feel like Xander came out last year, made a big hype, and then just fell off. The face of the earth, I felt like. I think I think Xander has a really solid game too. I, I like a lot of the guys that were at the top of the leaderboard uh, this weekend because I feel like a lot of their games are very similar. Oh yeah, um, I agree. In terms of the way they play, I told Garrett last year, like after the end of everything last year, even the Presidents Cup and stuff, I was like, you know, I really Xander's my guy for next year. I think this is gonna, I think this will be the breakout year. For and I'm gl- I'm, He's blown two turns. But I'm glad to see. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just an unfortunate lip out. Yeah. But the way, yeah, the way he came back and played, kind of this post tournament, kind of of 2020. He's kind of the opposite of Bryson and Brooks Koepka. He's a very accurate golfer. Like he, he's like well, he's, what was his name? Uh, Jim Fuick. What is? <laughs> Yes, but I, as that's why I actually think Xander's got a really good chance this weekend at the RBC. Uh, you know, he's he's a very accurate golfer, especially off the tee box and with his iron play and, and into the hole uh, kind of golfer. But Justin Thomas is another guy this year that I think actually might win a major this year. He's I think really Justin. I think Justin Thomas could win multiple majors this year. Multiple. I, okay. I think, he, I think he could win two majors this year. I do. I'm with you. Which two you think he could win? He's won, a, he's won a PGA championship before, so that's I think that's a possibility. Definitely a PGA. Here. I think a U.S. is difficult. Um, and I think that his 
his what game is, is suitable to win the Masters. I was about to say, how was his play at the Masters? Because I don't remember. He didn't play I well last year at the Masters. He I didn't play last year at Oh, yeah, he, he was injured. He was injured. He was injured. He had a okay. wrist injury. So it's been two years. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was a wrist injury. All right. I got a, I got a, I got a thing for you, Garrett. Will, right. will any of the previous major winners last year win another major this year? You got, you got Shane Lowry won the Open Championship. Gary Woodland won the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Brooks Koepka won the PGA Championship at Beth Page, and then Tiger won the Masters. Uh, Brooks Koepka. Brooks, Brooks will win they, something. If there was I one of them, Kepka, yeah, I, I mean, we all know Koepka's statistics playing in majors. He played bad this weekend. It's one weekend, though. playing bad. I mean, even before quarantine, I mean, he, he came back from um, a procedure or an injury, so – I know he was working working through that, but I don't know. I like. I mean, Gary would be my. I mean, if I think there was one, it'd be yeah. I'd say either Brooks or Gary though. But I would. I would, I would agree. Gary Woodland played some hot golf this this weekend too. Yeah, he did. Um, he came out of nowhere on Saturday. But I would I would lean towards if if I had to pick one of those, I would say Gary Woodland to win another. This year. If I could pick, if I could pick a couple of guys that I would love to see win a major, um, I'd love to see Gary Woodland defend. That would be amazing. Um, if Kepka won another major, great. I mean, that doesn't really doesn't really bother me either way. Um, of course, if Tiger won another major, I mean, who doesn't be able awesome. to see that? I'd love to see Justin Thomas. I'd love to see Jordan Spieth get back in the winner's circle in a major. Um, when is Dustin Johnson going to win one again? I would. Net, that was my, net that's net my next one. Out. I would love to see Dustin Johnson get it figured out, get back. And win a major. He's got to figure out how to putt again. I mean, not I mean, only putt, but I mean, his he was just sloppy. He was sloppy this weekend. Yeah, you know the the funny thing you were talking about how many players were at the top of the board this weekend. Really, the, so the top three player, well, top five players in the world, because Dustin Johnson's number five right now. Yeah. Dustin didn't play well, didn't make the cut. Brooks Kepka was, I think, finished four under for the whole weekend. John Rahm didn't make the cut. That um, is a guy that I think that you will see bounce back immediately is John Rahm. Yeah. Roy McIlroy played well, but really never. Oh, my gosh. Saturday or Sunday. Whew, final day, Sunday was tough. Yeah. And then I can't remember who the number four is right now. Well, Rick, also, Ricky didn't even play well. I was I love watching him mic up, dude. Him mic up was really cool. Watching him, like, listening to him talk to his caddy and stuff like that, but then – didn't even make the cut, you know. Yeah, that was Ricky's cool. another fan favorite that I think fire. everybody would love to see win a major. Is Ricky? Ricky? Yeah. Ricky, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it now. But the mustache game was fire this weekend. Brooks had a mustache <laughs> on. Ricky had a mustache on. His mustache is not bad. Ricky looks his his looks no, his looks <laughs> like a old western sheriff's yeah. It comes down <laughs> just to the edge of the mouth. It comes straight down and cuts it off. It looks like an old western sheriff. Yeah, it looks, it looks like he belongs with uh, Andy Griffith. Yeah. Um, so you had Xander Shoffley. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like him. Surprise you this weekend? Yeah, because like I said, I think he just kind of fell off last year, and I, he just started out hot and then just kind of fizzled out, and now he's in contention to win. You know, almost pretty much you know opening weekend of 2020. So I'm just hoping he doesn't start off hot again, just fizzle out. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think for me, obviously, Colin was a big surprise. Um, didn't really know who he was till Garrett kind of, you know, kind of brought me up to speed on that. 
I do think he played really well. Um, obviously, Daniel Berger winning the tournament, coming out of nowhere on Sunday, really. Yeah, honestly. we haven't even talked about Daniel Berger. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, that's who, that's who I'm going with. I'm going with old Bob's Burgers. Yeah, I, Bob, I didn't expect him to come out of Bob Sunday Burgers like that. Played really well. I mean, you know, I don't think anybody was expecting him to be that high up. You know, I, I, I completely forgot about Harold Varner even being in contention with the U.S. Open until somebody mentioned it on the Friday. Kind of a bummer. We didn't mention his name either. I, I like well, him. He's he's off. He, he blew it again. He has no wins on tour yet, and, and this is back and to he's back. Been in the, he's been in this position multiple times, so he's got he's to jump that hurdle of being able to close out a tournament on, on, on Sunday. <laughs> I kept telling I kept I kept telling Garrett he looks like somebody's like dad out there like he just looks like an average four year old man that's kind of went to Dick's spent some good money on some nice golf clothes is out there you know spanking some good tee shots but not really following it up so hey he's won the pool for man East Carolina guy yeah East Carolina from Ohio so I I think he uh, I think he played well you know Patrick Reed got in there on Saturday made me a little nervous I don't really like I this guy went Chris court. Chris asked me he's like who are your who are your thoughts going into Sunday and I was I was like Patrick Reed love him or hate him he's my sneaky pick to come back and do something I love him when he's on the Ryder Cup or Presidents team but outside of that I'm not a big Patrick Reed fan Nah so, um well Gary I did bring a trivia question to you I wanted to see okay. if you're going to be able to answer it. I'll let the other guy, the other guy do it. Trivia. It's a golf trivia, though. It's a golf trivia. And I'll let the other guys get out of this. So um, there is one player that came into this weekend with 27 consecutive rounds of par or better. One player on tour. Can you name one it? One player on tour. 27 consecutive. Yeah, one player on tour came into this weekend with 27 consecutive rounds of par or better. He's a guy that I know. He's not some obscure guy on tour. Nope. Nope. He's a guy you know. He's a guy. I mean, dude, would you know an obscure guy on tour that has 27 consecutive rounds of par or better? No, that's Yeah, he'd, he'd be a well-known name. <laughs> that's how much. No, I mean, there's a lot of guys that you don't know that just go out and they shoot consecutive golf every time they go play. They just don't put up big enough numbers to win the tournament. It's funny because wow. they they mentioned this stat on Thursday when I was watching Thursday's coverage. And his did the, did his streak end? No, his streak did not end. Streak is still alive. So, he, so he's up to 31 consecutive rounds of par better. Better. Rory, not Rory. It's, it's not Rory because Rory, Rory got three over, over the weekend. Over par. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He shot over par. That was going to be my guess if the streak ended this weekend because he shot over <laughs> par. Uh, no, Nate, it's not Shooter McGavin. Uh, who? Who's Ricky? Ricky Fowler. Oh, please try to say. No, I don't know. Ricky Fowler was not the. Was like Ricky didn't even make Chubbs. It was not Chubbs, actually. No. No. Was it um, the no, Warner? Right. Warner, the ECU guy. No, it's not Harold Varner. So Varner. you got when when I give you this answer, you guys are gonna be like, "Wow, Phil is he?" No, Phil didn't make the cut either. Um, is he an older or younger guy? Younger guy. Vegas. What was his name? Wait, is that who? Justin Rose. No, we we're just talking about Varner. Harold Varner. Uh, is it Jonathan Vegas? Is that who it is? Oh. No, 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 not that guy. But now I don't know who you're talking about. Was it, wasn't he up there like yeah. Friday going into Saturday? He was like top. He was. Top your second? He was. Mm-hmm. He is an American. I'll give you that. Okay. 
is an American. It's Gary Woodland. It's not Gary Woodland. Little John. It's not Little John. <laughs> I wish it was Little John, but it's not Little John. Dude, I I have no, no idea. idea. 27 years old. What the Florida State, if anybody. Florida State guy. No idea. Didn't Brooks Kepka go to Florida State? No, it's not Brooks Kepka, though. Um, you might want to take any more swings up. I'm done. Yeah, I don't understand. Your weekend champion, Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger. <laughs> Who the hell's that? He he ain't never won nothing. No, no, it's not Brooks Kepka. Um, <laughs> Daniel Berger is not a oh, a guy that I would consider. <laughs> super well, well on known. tour. Yeah. But I mean, I mean he's, he's guy, played some good golf. He's won on tour. I mean, it's just he's not well, a guy that's on my if, radar. To be, to be fair for Chris, because you know Chris will skew things every once in a while. We asked if we knew the guy's <laughs> name, and we obviously should have known his name because he just won it the tournament. Literally right, it was right <laughs> under our noses. Like, yeah, that's the only reason we know who he is. But for Chris, that's a yeah, you can know. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? Um, he only won three. the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> talk, about his, talk about his 31 consecutive rounds of under par. Listen to his scores from this weekend. He was five under on day one. He was only three under on day two and day three, and only four under on day five. Like he didn't he didn't go out and shoot a 63 like Patrick Reed or 62 like. Yeah, but we're saying you're saying only, and he's the one that won the tournament. Like, I know, I know. but it's, it's just consistent golf. I see. Yeah, when you're consistently shooting three to five under, that's 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 going to add up. It's going to add up. Yeah. So, but I mean, like you had guys that were shooting seven under in a day. But they would saying, shoot at what one over, two over. They would they, shoot even par the next day. Yeah. So I mean, it's the consistency for Daniel Berger that put him put him in the winners circle this past weekend. But so, Gary, do you have anything else for us on the golf spectrum? Um, I think that's it. If you need some sports to watch, watch golf again this weekend because it's going to be another stacked field, and it's going to be in our backyard. It's going to be yep, Father's Day weekend at the RBC. Give us a uh, give us a projection. Give me uh give me at least one, maybe two guys that you think can win this weekend, or you you'd like to win this weekend. Bob's brother like that I would like to win this weekend. Like has a realistic chance, not 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 Dustin Johnson. I mean, Dustin Johnson's always going to be a pick for me. Um, sneaky, <laughs> and, and, and the host home course, I guess. Sneaky underdog for me, playing out of South Carolina, coming back uh, from an injury, Mister Wesley Bryan's. Oh, okay, okay, I like yeah. that. I'm gonna look up his odds. I'm gonna say yeah. Neesmith, the Carolina grad. Yeah, I would, I would love to see him. I don't think Bryson is gonna fare well at RBC. He can crush the ball, but this isn't the course where you need to do that. Um, yeah, I think I, I think Jim Furyk is somebody to watch. Um, I'm calling him out. Berger, Berger is winning the Masters. He's gonna keep. He's gonna keep that streak going, and it's, that's all they're gonna talk about is. And it's just, he's gonna win. A lot of my picks for this weekend are are guy, you know, veteran guys on tour. I mean, of course, <laughs> it's it could be any any guy, any given day. But I like some of these veteran guys. I like Zach Johnson. I like uh, Jim Furyk. Like I said, I like Matt Kuchar. Oh, I like Matt. Yeah. Oh, that old is a uh, old Kevin Kuchy. Kevin Kisner from South Carolina as well. I think he's got a chance. 
Oh yeah, definitely got a pool for kids. And let's see. I think I don't know if this will be the place for John Rom to Oh, another one I like is Brent Schnedeker. Yeah, I can see that. I think I Justin that. Thomas. I mean, Justin Thomas is good. I mean, Varner's coming back this week. And Every, everybody basically is playing again except for Tiger Woods. So you got you again. You for the first time ever in RBC here in RBC Heritage, you have uh, you have all top five world players coming. Yeah, because it's normally played the week after the Masters, yeah, and no. no one's going to want to go do that. Right? Everybody's just just itching to play golf right now. So those are my picks. I'm going to throw out one more for you. I'm going to go. I think uh, this is this is a long shot one. I think the odds on this guy will probably be pretty good, Mr. Bubba Watson. Yeah, I can see that. He played, he played well on, on Saturday and Sunday. No little John. No little John. <laughs> what did um What did Tiger end up with on the weekend? Uh, um, probably hundred million dollars worth of endorsements. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tiger was <laughs> supposed to play. He was he was in his head, yacht going to Florida. He is not playing now. Yeah, he's not gonna play anymore. So I I like what Garrett said. Garrett said I think he just rolled up there. Paid for around it at uh, Sea Pines. It was like, nah, it's ain't really, for me. And went really, back to didn't pay nothing, dude. Those guys <laughs> rolled out a, a the red carpet. Did he play in the first round? No, he didn't play last this past okay. weekend. No. Those caddies so laid on the retired? ground in front of him. No, no, no. He's just across their backs. He's retired. He's not retired. He's retired. He's not retired. He's probably just going to pull a Brooks Kepka and play the – yeah. He's probably just going to pull a Brooks Kepka and play the tournaments, play the majors. And then maybe like it. One last play. question. One last question in regards to Tiger Woods. Go for it. In the next ten years, or by the time Tiger Woods is old enough and should be playing on the Champions Tour, do you think he ever plays on the Champions Tour? No, no. not a chance. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, he'll do commercials. He'll, okay. he'll, you know. He'll do you think? Phil, do you think Phil plays on the show? I do think Phil will. I think Phil's, yeah, I think Phil's going to try and I think Phil's out. ass is going to be on the senior tour before you know it. I don't think Phil's, Phil's about to turn point. 50. Does Phil win again on the PGA Tour? No. No. I don't think so. Unfortunately, Big Lefty is not going to win again on the no. – He's not accurate anymore. Oh, flop shot galore what, um, specialist. Phil so what, what, are the, all, what are all of the majors normally in a full season? You have the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, the Open Championship, which is like the European Open, and then the Masters. Okay. Three, three of the four are played in America, and then the Open. Um, then the the. But they're not. They're not playing the. They're not is, playing that, the, is that the one that uh, the Irish guy won? Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. He, he won it in yeah. Northern Ireland, which in Ireland, like, yeah. Because yeah, he was from that area. No, was, no, it wasn't. He Ireland. could he never. Was, he could never win a tournament again, and he's good. Yeah. Well, no, because he's from. He's he was from. Yeah, it was from in. Northern he's, Ireland. he's from Northern Ireland, and it was in Ireland. No, Rory McIlroy is from Northern Ireland. Shane Lowry is from Ireland, and I think, and I think yeah. it was played in Northern Ireland because I think everybody yeah, they, wanted. Rory they to did win. the course he played at. They played at was like a course that Rory played at as a kid. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Either yeah, yeah. They both. <laughs> he went out there and um, chopped it up pretty hard. But yeah, Steve said Phil turned fifty today or yesterday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, there's only there's only eight players. I'm pretty sure you can look this up. There's only eight players to win on tour after their 50th birthday. Dan ain't gonna be Phil. I'm gonna tell you that right I mean, now. I don't, I don't think Phil is gonna be the one to to add to that <laughs> I mean, list. I would love to. I would love to see him win again, but he has not. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. 
Yeah, I, I think you what you were about to say was was the Open Championship canceled for this year. They're not, they're not going to Europe at all. They're not playing the Open Championship. Uh, yeah, from what I saw, they're not playing in Europe at all. They're not going to any of the European tours. Yeah, wow. It's because of travel. They're not, they're not going to make those guys get on planes and all that. I think. But, I, mean, I think. I still... Go ahead, get the way. I think the way things are going for travel is say a European tour player wanted to come play a PGA Tour event. They would have to come. They would have to fly to America two weeks prior to the tournament, so they could quarantine for fourteen days, and then get tested and play the tournament. And then, let's say their next event was back in, you know, overseas, they'd have to fly back over overseas, quarantine again for two weeks before they could play the next tournament. So, most <laughs> European tour players, if they're not living in America currently, most of them aren't coming to play. Yeah, and I think that's why. I think that's why they scheduled it, the reschedule the way they did, because I think you have, I think you have, you had the Masters in November, and I think you have the U.S. Open in October and the PGA Championship in September. I think that's the reset. I think that's how they did the reschedule. Say it again. So, yeah, I think you, I think you have, you have PGA Championship in September, U.S. Open in October, and then you have the Masters in November. I think yeah. that's how they did the reschedule for the for the PGA Tour. So. That would that would be that would make sense for them if you're if you're a European player and you're still in Europe and you're still playing on the European tour, you're gonna play all that, then you're gonna come to America and play the free major. But I could be wrong. I, I really do think they rescheduled the U, the British Open or the Open Championship dates though. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We have to look into that. But stay home until protest. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> but all right, well, Garrett, I really appreciate you getting on, man. It was a pleasure to have you. Um, yeah, it was we'll, fun. It's we, will time. Certainly, we will certainly bring you in for uh, for some majors talk when we get around to that. Um, keep us up to date, and uh, and good luck playing golf on Friday with your new irons. I hope you enjoy, man. I appreciate you. I'll, I'll take okay, you. Don't get you a couple of uh, long and strong. Yeah, long and strong. Don't do anything that Adam would do on the golf course. <laughs> Just don't burn anything up, guy. Don't hit like me off the tee box. I won't. I won't throw one of these clubs at least for five rounds. After five rounds, it's free game. I'll toss one down the fairway if I get a little. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're actually allowed to throw clubs again until I'm in your breath, so I can enjoy that again. <laughs> Hopefully, it never comes to that point again. I think I've uh, crossed that bridge. I hope so too. I hope so too. All right, boys. All right, Thanks, man. All right, man. We'll see you later. Bye. Oh, that was a pleasure. That was an absolute pleasure. Adam, do you want to go ahead and hit hit us with your irrelevant question today? I was, I was kind of ready for it. Oh, yeah, it was what I kind of brought up to y'all earlier. The whole – so, I guess, like I said, it's, a, it's called shower thoughts. You can find them on Twitter. And it's just random BS thoughts that, I guess, people post. And so, there's kind of two of them. And so, the actual question I want to bring up is, do you think you can make it to Africa on a jet ski? Whoa. No, not? not at all. Why couldn't you? Yes. Yeah, I mean, not in one tank, but do you think you could go from the coast of South Depending Carolina? Depending on weather, yes, you can do it. To, to the coast of Africa. Yeah. So, so if I had somebody following me to be able to refill the yeah, tank. You could just Honestly, thinking about it, because if you get like one of those good jet, jet skis, like they don't capsize because they flip over, they, they right themselves back up yeah. like they're designed to do so. So like, even if you get like a gnarly storm and like you just – just held on and just like just drifted through it. 
fucking mask protecting. But like, as long as you weren't like beating, like the, you just weren't beating yourself against the jet ski. I mean, you, I guess you wouldn't drown because the thing would just flip right back up right every time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, you gotta you whenever weather comes at you. Whenever, yeah. Dear God, I mean, no. Unless you sink it, unless it like water gets inside of it and sinks it. I mean. Yeah. So you, would you? Would if you had the opportunity and somebody offered up bucks? Yeah. How much money? How yeah. much money would somebody have to throw out there? To A lot. Out? That, Here's the challenge. Because like that, that you're facing death you're, from the sun to dehydration yeah. to any kind of sort of just freak accident. So the jet ski breaking down because it's not designed to go that yeah, that you're endurance. Going coast of America. You're doing an endurance run. Yeah. Well, if I had, it's it's kind of like what if it was like uh, the Tour de France where somebody was in a vehicle behind, like you obviously not a vehicle, but like yeah, like well, in a boat. Yeah, or I could switch out jet skis. They could, re, you know, they could repair it. They could give me more gas, like anything okay. that was kind of needed in that factor. Yeah, you're gonna make it. Yeah, because you're not gonna. You're gonna have a trailer or a, a trailing boat that's gonna be able to like refill you with gas so you can make it per se. But after that, yeah, it's it's coming down just to the bare essentials and food and water to get you there. Three million. Three million is all you. Somebody, if somebody said, "Here's here's three million dollars for you to try and and jet ski from the coast of Florida, South Carolina, whatever to Africa," three million. I don't know. I I think I I think I'd have to go more. I was, I'm thinking. So like, this guy back in 2006, the longest recorded swim took place from August 29th to August 31st. He swam 139.8 miles. It took him 50 hours and 10 minutes. He crossed the Adriatic Sea from Grotto to uh, Rision from both like both both Italy cities. But across the Adriatic Sea. I got a jet ski. But I'm just saying, like, think about that. It took him 50 hours to do that swimming, you know. And we could take we could make we could, they say, can you can you map real quick? Can you get a, a map up and tell yeah. me what the uh the distance from I mean, we'll say like the coast of South Carolina is to like the closest point on the coast of Africa. But yeah, no, yeah. You also gotta deal with what like if a fucking shark tries to attack you. Yeah, something. Yeah, you gotta deal with that too. I mean, I'm just gonna be cruising, man. I'm just gonna have that hammer down. You could in a in a jet ski, how long would it take to cover that hundred and forty miles that he did? I mean, probably probably five, six hours. Maybe. It's kind of funny that like South Carolina, that's Besides, like the lower parts of Florida, South Carolina is actually probably one of the closest states you could leave and go a direct shot to Africa. Okay, so wait, why? What do we have? Oh, I gotta get that pulled up. Okay. Let me do that. There's somebody going to let us have Charleston. I mean, <laughs> right out the inlet, <laughs> right out the bay, hit the Atlantic, just go for it. Oh, and, no, take the uh, take the jet ski wheels and follow you. <laughs> Where'd you go? Uh, I just went. <laughs> I just went. Africa, my friend. Africa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I mean, three. Yeah, three million. How much were you thinking then? Like ten. Okay. Yeah, ten or twelve. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Alex, like, you got double-digit millions. Yeah. I bet Alex is going to come in somewhere between us. Like seven. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm. There's very possible different outcomes in which I die in this. Steve, Steve, how much money would somebody have to offer you for you to actually attempt this? How much fireball would somebody have? 
It's almost four thousand miles from South Carolina to yeah, on the closest point of Africa. Four thousand miles. Okay, so that's more than the continental United States. The lowest I can the lowest I can ever get it by like clicking and dragging is like three eighty five. Three. So we'll call it four thousand miles. Yeah. We'll, we'll see it. if I go to like Florida. Let's see if it, how much it changes. We'll, we'll call it. We'll call it four thousand miles. It's actually. It almost looks like it actually is closer to leave from South Carolina. So. You got a four thousand miles on a jet ski. Ten million dollars to survive whatever life-threatening things that. Oh, imagine sharks. Actually, if you left from the Outer Banks, it'd be thirty-six hundred. Okay, you cut off four hundred miles. All right, yeah. maybe at least. Well, we know where season three is going. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy! Thirty-six hundred miles on a jet ski. Is that so? Is that more or less mileage than from going like Boston to Seattle or coast you know coast, coast to coast? I think yeah, across America is like thirty-one hundred. I would say that's probably more mileage actually. Yeah, I think we, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 three thousand miles from coast to coast at thirty one hundred miles. So from like from North Carolina to like the furthest point up north that I, I'm getting at, you you just broke three thousand miles for the upper left part of like yeah. Washington from North Carolina. So you're talking about an extra potentially five hundred to eight hundred miles. From going from North Carolina in the southeast to all the way to the top of Washington, add on another extra 800 miles. Yeah, come halfway back. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Man. So, would you would you attempt it? Uh, if you would you attempt it though for your set price? Yeah. 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 I googled the longest jet ski ride. Yeah. <laughs> These boys would do it for twenty dollars. <laughs> According to Guinness World Records, the longest recorded jet ski journey is ten thousand and eight hundred miles. It was South Africans that did it by from they followed the west coast of North America south to the Panama Canal in two thousand six. They spent an average of ten hours a day at sea, averaging about forty miles an hour. Dehydration, choppy seas, mechanical breakdowns, makeshift lodging. I'm saying, I, yeah, but yeah, you got to deal with all of that on your way to Africa. So, so did they? they yeah, you're not making. They it. follow the coast, so they would stop and like sleep and oh, switch out and stuff like beach. that. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm saying you're gonna get you're out in the middle of the fucking ocean. If you're gonna sleep, you just you're sleeping on the jet ski. You're sleeping on your trailer boat. That's trailer yeah. Boat. And it's got gas and food. But then it's got to, like, drop you off at the same coordinate that picked you up the night of us. So, like, you cheat the system. Yeah, anchor, you know? yeah Chris, because your your anchor boat's going to drop anchor in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, would you? I land out at about 200 feet, snag a lot. Yeah, because yeah, at 2,000 feet, that anchor chain's going to do a real good job of holding you still with all that leeway in it. <laughs> we just, you know, we happened to hit the, the USS Herschel or whatever this was over here. Yeah. Snuck in the door. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd try it. Three million, though. I mean, somebody came to me and said, "Hey, listen, here's three, here's three million dollars if you can jet ski from South Carolina to Africa. You know, you want to give a shot? Sure. All right. Alex, what would you do it for? I don't know, man. It'd be in the millions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at, like double-digit millions, single-digit millions. 
Probably something like that, yeah. Oh, okay, well, give me an um, answer. <laughs> you were trying to avoid hurricanes on this. A hundred. Hundred mil? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's triple digit. Yeah. <laughs> Some of hurricanes, choppy seas. There is no land. So it's not like you're like, oh, something's going wrong. And we just turn yeah. left and hit See, land in 10 minutes. He's strategy here. He's saying in a hurricane. And I'm saying no and not a hurricane. But what if what if Steve's trying to say, hey, listen, let the hurricane pick you up and sling you an extra 100 miles? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surf the damn wave and just let it ride you. Okay. <laughs> Or hell, if the hurricane comes, you just squat in the eye of the storm, I guess. <laughs> right? That well, there the hard part is actually they're coming from Africa yeah, to yeah, us. You're, you're, hit, you're hitting them head on. Honestly, if you get about halfway, though, I feel like you wouldn't you wouldn't it'd hit. Be it'd depression. be a tropical depression. Yeah. But still, that's, I still on a jet ski. That's not. A, that's not. A, <laughs> that's, not that that's a. That's a. That's a hell of an opponent on a jet ski. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd at least attempt it for ten mil. Steve goes, Alex, but you're in the Navy. I'm like, yeah, but we have a lot larger boats than jet skis. <laughs> we can tie things down and just batten everything down. We'll be fine. I like that, Nate. I like that. Five million for for an attempt. I'll give it an attempt. And let, I mean, let's say he has to get. I do like that guaranteed yeah. money for let's, just getting on the jet ski. Yeah. Like, not, get, not just for getting on. You got to at least make it a quarter of the way to get your money. Well, let's say he has to make it 75 miles. International waters. Yeah, Make it international waters. International waters. Okay. How far is Bermuda? How far is Bermuda off the Charleston coast? I don't know. Fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, they got cruises from Bermuda. It can't be that long. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like the. I like the five for the attempt. The fifty for the. For the whole way. For the whole way. I like that, mate. That's a good. That's a good business move there. Look, <laughs> five up front. <laughs> 45 when I get there. Yeah, five for at least trying, and the other, you know, 45 later. So, so three for me to at least try, and let's say, let's say 50 if I make it. Yeah, I like the 50 if I make it. Yeah, right, yeah. that's gonna be a long couple me, months. Attempt it, and I mean, I'll I'll still do it. No, actually, hell, I'll do. So five the closest the closest point South Carolina has to Bermuda is it like right at 800 miles. Who in the world? Just 800 miles? Yeah. So that's that extra distance where if you drove from North Carolina to Washington, we said that eight-day so train. So imagine you left from Bermuda. Bermuda to Washington, <laughs> the very top left corner of Washington. Damn. That's your distance from here to Africa. A lot longer than I thought. All right. Yeah, he's at least got 100 miles. He's got to get 100 miles off the coast for the attempt. Okay. You wouldn't be attempt money. You got to make it 100 miles. That's, so that's like what going for. So think about it. The jet skis, averaging, like jet skis are going to be averaging 30 to 40 miles per hour on – Smooth water. Yeah. But yeah, so what's but, the flag of the guy that just got in on here? The but, black black striper dude. But is that um going was it from the keys to Cuba is like ninety miles? Yeah. Roughly ninety to hundred miles? Yeah. So that, that's kind of the distance you're looking to go. I mean people swim that. People, I mean, people have swum that. You know? People whacked it. <laughs> I don't know how much I don't know. I don't see nobody swimming a hundred miles just casually quit. No. <laughs> But yes, uh, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that distance. It's like a hundred miles off the coast, and you get your guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. I like the name Black Striper Ho, aka Ace. Definitely not one of our friends. Nobody could come up with something that nice. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That, that's a that's a long journey to do on a jet ski. Oh, yeah, I agree. Good hypothetical question, though. Good question. Good question. All right, get ready for story time, or do you want to do the second beer? Y'all, y'all choose. 
Let's review. Let's do. Let's no. Let's review the second beer. Second beer. Yeah, we're a little over halfway of our live stream. Okay. So, with the second beer of the night, we got an old RJ. Second review beer. I'm a couple deep, but yeah, second (laughs) review beer. (laughs) (laughs) Second beer of the night that we're reviewing. You got old RJ Rockers Brewing Company. Um, you know where RJ Rockers is at. The upstate of South Carolina. Well, I mean, it's closer to Charlotte. You just said upstate on the can. Yeah, it's RJ Rockers is in Rock Hill. It is. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, I think I have actually uh, passed it. That never been, but I think I've actually Spartanburg. Very very good brewery. Not. Sorry, Spartanburg. Spartanburg. You're You're thinking of Legal Remedy. Yeah. Also, another really good brewery. That's my past. Hadn't actually been to though. Uh, what? How do you? How did you say you called that? Tart Blanche. Uh, Tart Blanche. Tart Blanche. Yeah. Appreciate you coming in tonight, brother. It was good to have you. So it's a it's a sour wheat L, four point two ATV. Wheat. It's a little lower than the seven we had earlier. Yeah, we all we went crafting axe throwing last night, and they had a beer there that was nine percent. Where did y'all go? The the crafting throw here in Columbia. Well, FYI, they have now opened one in Lexington. Have they really? On Main Street. Yes. Remember where the old Blowfish office was? Is that what it is? Yep. Let's go, because the back area is huge. You could definitely go back there. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. So they have, and I pass, so I pass it every every morning going into work and every day. It's like, it's made by Victory Brewing. I forget what it's called. Something sour. But it, yeah, it's nine percent alcohol. It's a good beer. Yeah, good beer. Oh, um, breweries here that have stuff. I think I have. I think I know what you're talking about. It comes in like a purple can. Yeah, this has like a purple and green label on it. Yeah, it's in a bottle. But yeah, we have it's sour something. I'm pretty sure we have it in our fridge at the house. But um, that's awesome to hear though. But yeah, they got a craft. Yeah, the Columbia, the craft axe. Sour monkey. Yep. Yeah. Sour monkey. Nice. Nice. That's nice to hear, though. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, so I, and I just noticed it like this week, though. It's like that's it's, what it got turned into. That's a game changer. You just go out and get some get some grouches and then go throw axes and drink beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell, go to O'Hara's or Keg Cowboy. That's right there, and then go yeah. throw axes. Seriously. Yeah. Craft right. is a fun time, though. All right, Adam, go ahead and give us our first taste of the uh, of the RJ Rockers. Hmm. I'm not a big sour fan, post off. So, yeah, you gotta like sours like this one. I'll go ahead and tell you now. That is like, that is like Sour Patch Kids tart. Not yeah. No, nope, I've had more sour. I've had more sour beers. Yeah. The um, I think Swamp Cabbage had where it was like almost like he had sweet tart shockers, literally just dissolved into a beer. That was like real one, sour. Sure that one Columbia Craft because I feel like that's what they. Do a lot of is sours. Yeah, Columbia Crab does a lot of sours. They have uh, they had a rabbit. Actually, no, the one thing you know was at Conquest. It was at Conquest. Okay. Oof. R.I.P. But yeah, no, Columbia. I mean, Columbia Craft does a lot of sours. Outside of their lager, though, that's about all I would get from there. I had a uh, mainly because I'm not a big sour fan. It's not even terrible, but I think it's lacking on a lot of flavors. I think it's um. It's almost like a, it's just like a sour candy taste to it. Not, not, not any depth to any other flavors outside. So, I, mean, I guess this is, yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's a sour blue moon. Mm, I think it's going more for like a raspberry. To be honest with you. But I'm just, that wheat ale 
that is blue moon and then just yeah yeah and now whether it's a strawberry sour or raspberry so that that fruity sour flavor that you're looking for but that's kind of if i didn't if you didn't have to put a fruit to it and you just went off that's kind of what i'm tasting is like if you soured a a blue moon and however fashion that works (laughs) not quite that not quite that fashion in general but (laughs) but that's that's what i would I think that that beer is very light. It's almost like they took like it, it's the same. It's like a, it's, it's, a, it's a light beer. Light. Yeah, it's the same. ABV it's almost like they kind of took like a Bud Light, Miller Light, and just made it like a soury kind of barely any wheat flavor. I'm I'm not happy with it. It's a good beer. I just the flavor doesn't live up to the 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 hype. I guess I had gotten into definitely uh, definitely not as good as the Son of a Peach they they brewed. Oh, yeah, Son of a Peach is good. Yeah, but they on the can it says "Know Your Beer." It says "I'll nod to a classic Berliner Wessi. It's kettle soured for Weiss. 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 Bo- Weiss. Berlin- okay, Berliner Weiss. It's kettle soured for a distinct flavor with a delicate crisp finish. So that's what that's what they claim for it to be. And it's IBU's only three, so it's not much, and there's not much bitterness to it whatsoever. Um, what was the ABV on it? Uh, 4.2. 4.2. I'm going like, uh, you want to taste or you good? I'm going like, I'll just go six, three. No, that's like a four, five. Okay, I didn't want to be harsh. Yeah, change me up. To, I, okay, if you're going that low, I'll go that low. Yeah, no. Um, again, it's because I'm not a sour fan, though. 5.7. 5.7. See, I like the sour, but it's to me, it's the fact that it's not you not that much sour, sour, more sour, but also just more other flavors. It is. It's really like a melted down, like, sour Jolly Rancher. Like, sour, straw, like sour strawberry Jolly Rancher. Like that's oh like oh the sour punch straws like the lead with the strawberry yeah like sour punch yeah. straws yeah you know what I'm talking about like the, the look like crack cocaine coming out of it yeah 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 there's a there's a pack of sour straws on top of my plate right now so there's this there's this been there's been like this YouTube series I've been watching where these guys they do like um they basically just go in blind into tasting this food and stuff like that but one of the things they keep putting on it is like I think it's called like mylic or mysic or something like that it's a it's an acid but it's like apparently a powder or like a Food cooking, but essentially it's sour. So like it's kind of like if you were to bite in something, you'd get like an intense like sweet tart shockers, like extreme sh- like sour stuff, like warheads kind of stuff. Yeah. It's the same ingredient that warheads use. I'm kind of like, I was thinking like maybe we should do that like one day, like kind of do like bring back bring back like the punishments, but like have like we prepare a food for you to like where it looks normal, nothing like crazy. Like we just go in there and grab like all the condiments, like just nothing gross, but yeah. like. We either like, like throw we'll throw in like it'll have like like a fish paste in it or something like that, and like you just don't realize Ooh. it until you bite into it. Oh yeah, like get yeah, make like a little like a little Debbie pretty much or a little um, dessert pastry. So like like I'll the one that, one they use a lot is like Twinkies, but then the Twinkies are filled with random things like yeah, like ranch. Like, he, like they had they've done like a like a ranchy kind of cream cheese kind of thing before, like <laughs> other stuff like where they bit into a, bit into a bit into a meatball. And it had nothing but like habaneros and ghost peppers all throughout it. <laughs> but stuff like that, it was like it doesn't look unappealing. But like you look at it, you're like, you're like, 
but you can either make it like actually just be a genuine really good food or, or just fuck somebody's day up and like we should do that because that'd be kind of cool because you're like you're looking at it and you're like that does look really good but, but it's like there's that part of your brain to realize you're like like there's anchovies in that shit or you're like that actually just looks normal no they put laxatives in this <laughs> oh, ah, no that's like that's considered poisoning <laughs> But no, I'm down with that. I'm totally down with do, that. Do like blind yeah. taste testing. We need to do this. We need to do the thing about Skittles because they claim, claim it. It's no one around Reddit and Facebook now that Skittles all taste the same. But it's they smell like their color, like the fruit of that color. And since your brain sees like yellow and smells lemon, it tastes lemon. And it sees like the purple, it smells like grape and you see purple. So you're like, that's a grape flavor. But actually, they all taste the exact same. That's kind of what that's kind of like. We need to do blind taste blue testing. Blue. Fruit loops are all the same. Fruit loops are all the same. But yeah, but yeah, we like blind taste testing. Plug up the nose, kind of get the scent out of there, or just like have your mouth open. We just kind of like toss it in there real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Hit the uvula as the backboard and just. Or like, I mean, literally, we could just. And I know we don't have a camera, but like, I could plug up my nose and like one of y'all could just put this, put the skittle there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm yeah, I try, yeah, I try it. We need to. Well, or what would be really cool was like we had the grapes, like the purple Skittle, put it under your nose, but then threw like a red in there. And see what you get. And then see what you say. Oh, yeah. You need a little trickery to it. Yeah. A little trickery to it. We also need to do a bourbon tasting coming up. Soon. Bourbon tasting. We need to do all that. Bourbon tasting. All right. So. Um, so which, all right, what do you give the old? I, get, I gave it a 6.4. Six, I gave it a 6.4. Six, I, I think. Five. Five. Five seven. Okay. Yeah, sorry guys, my tangent. But I was thinking about like the sour powder that you put on food. Like that'd be great to like have like it looks like a meat lover's pizza slice, and you're gonna bite into it, and it's like Warren. And you're like, God <laughs> damn it. That would be funny. It's funny. It's funny because like people that are, if somebody just actually knows this, it's a popular YouTube channel. I don't want to like say their name or say like we're stealing this idea from them or whatever. Yeah. But, like one of the guys. One of the guys on there, like he literally, like they put the sour stuff on it. It's happened multiple times. And he'd be like, oh, that just tastes normal. And then, like, they'll give it to someone else. And, like, as soon as it hits their tongue, they're literally spitting it out. And they're like, what is wrong with you? Because it doesn't affect him. And, like, he's like, when he realized it, like, the second time it happened, he saw him just stare at the camera. And he was all confused because he's like, I think there's something seriously wrong with my tongue. He's going to all his taste buds off. Yeah, because, like, it's like, it's like biting into like 35 warheads. And people are like, that's horrible. And he's like, I didn't taste it. <laughs> um, I give it a six four though. I, I like sours, and I think uh, I think six four is kind of like my my average. Like, like yeah, somewhere in the sixes, high fives, mid sixes. I think is my range of where I put beers. That I had a very highly calculated mathematical algorithm that landed me on my number. Oh, okay. Seven. Mm-hmm. I'll tell my story. Okay. Um, but like, I, I think that I think the mid fives to high high. Uh, the, the mid fives to mid sixes is kind of where I put my beers, where I, I drink it. And I'm like, you know, this isn't bad. Am I going to drink it again? Maybe, probably not. I mean, it's my it to me when I drink it. Yes. But like, I'm not out here, you know, promoting it or anything like you, you got to get if you get into the fours for me, you, you're doing pretty bad. And if you get into the, the mid sevens and up, you're, you're a pretty good beer. So go ahead to your uh, algorithm, though. So alcohol content is 4.5. IV uses three. I took half of three and added it to the 4.5. Got on alcohol content four two. Sorry, yeah. So it's four two. Half of three is one point five. That's how I got on five seven. Okay, that's great. Is that really what you literally did? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. All right, Adam. Do you want the rest of this? 
but it was I knew it was somewhere I knew it was somewhere below a six, but we're not I'm not saying it's a bad beer, but from my tasting and what I want out of it, it's not what I expect. All right, so answer these two questions. Would you seek this out to drink it again? Nope. If somebody handed you this can one day of ice cold and was like, here, would you like a beer? Would you drink it again? Yeah, it's a free beer. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First off, there's you're always, acting, you're there's acting always, like someone you wouldn't drink a free natural light. There's no, also, no, no, there's, no. Also, there's two rules out there. If it's free, you're drinking it. Yeah. Two, if it's cold, you're, you're just drinking it. Up, yeah, right? you it's just double up. Cold, you're uh, ready to go. How about this then? If somebody hands you a cold natural light or a cold one of these, which one are you gonna pick? I'll probably go with that and just change it up. I'll go with the tart blend. Yeah, yeah. See, no. that's 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 where you know whether you're in the fours like Adam or if you're in the mid fives and above. <laughs> that's that's the spectrum you want to start talking about there. So. Someone <laughs> said Milwaukee's best or this tart blanche, Adam. What would you go with? Adam goes for Milwaukee's best. What are you talking about? <laughs> the last time I had Milwaukee's best. First off, it's not just Milwaukee's. Milwaukee's best ice. <laughs> oh God, that makes so, it so much okay. worse. Why would you? Why would you clarify that? It makes it so much worse. AKA the beast. The last time I had it was probably Mountain Weekend in college, like my junior or senior year. Is the last time I had a Milwaukee's best ice. Gross. Um, but which one would I rather choose? Uh, the Milwaukee's best ice because it's high alcohol content. Jesus Christ. It's okay, uh, that makes sense. I get that. If they were the same alcohol content, uh, would you... then the uh, the tart. Okay. 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 I was letting I let Sid pick out the beer for the one that I brought to the podcast tonight, of the six, and she's like looking through all the cans and she pulls the one. We we have a we have a beer. Yeah, I, we we both picked up six packs from um Total from line. Line to to bring for our future beers. But she was she picks up this one and she's like, "It's a nice can design." It's a milkshake, and I was like, "Yeah, this is for the podcast, though." And she's like, "But I want to try this," and I'm like, "Okay, it's for the podcast, though." <laughs> yeah. So, so what you're saying is we have an alcoholic milkshake. We it's, it's called. It's, it literally has a whipped in the name of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we're not gonna ruin it. We're not gonna. Ruin it. I'll bring it next week. I'll let. I'll, we'll let Sid come in and try it after, after we're done. We're done. With I had that, a pretty so. good uh, s'mores beer this weekend too. Yes, he did. It was pretty good. I'll bring that. I need to go get a six pack of that. Wait, was it not odd to be drinking s'mores from where? What was the name of that brewery? I know them. Oh, Shiner. Oh, okay. Like the ones that make Shiner Bach. Yeah. Yeah. Was it not odd to be drinking a, a s'mores beer in 90 degree weather in the middle of a pool, though? No, because I don't eat s'mores during the winter. I eat them you get, when you're summer camping. We well, do them oh, in the winter, I, too. Yeah. yeah I, 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 are you prejudiced to s'mores? You're like, nah, nah. No, but s'mores, s'mores is a like, year-round thing. It's a year-round thing. Only in the fall. Fall campfire, But it's funny to think about s'mores is actually more related to warmer months in camping than it is the winter months. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's why it's a seasonal summer beer. S'mores, I want you to know, and my body can tell you. I'm not <laughs> No, I mean, if somebody breaks out some s'more stuff, I'll actually only, I, to me, it's it's all about, you have to get the chocolate melted somewhat somehow. Yes. You have to go the extra mile yes. to get the the chocolate soft. Preach long. And then if it's soft, then I will go ham on some damn s'mores. Preach. If I have to bite through the nice cream cracker, fluffy marshmallow, and then break a brick of chocolate. <laughs> No, I'm done with the s'mores. I'm like, this is too much work. Your your marshmallow, are you toasting it to where it's fully black? Oh, mine's fully black on fire. Okay. I stick it straight in the fire. And just let it burn? And then I pull it out, let it go, 
and then I blow it out and then put it straight onto the chocolate. But that doesn't get it melted all the way through. You gotta get yeah, it does. You gotta try to get that light brown. Yeah. Hinge. No, like I'll slowly, I slowly heat it up a little bit, but I'm sticking it straight in there, and then I let it burn for a little bit. It doesn't get blacker. I mean, it just maintains that one level of crispiness. I was, I was confused there because you acted like you just like put it on the put it on the rod and then, bam, right. In the coals. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> though. Fire. Pretty much because like oh, it'll gotta, last a little while before it start it fully combusts. You gotta you gotta let that thing. You gotta let it just get close to the fire a little bit. Yeah, let it turn it. All right, Chris, are you are you are you one of those people that have to like no brown at all though on your? No, 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 no. I don't want to. No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm with people you. out there, though, that just literally just I eat know. it up. Yeah, they know. I know. I got it. Yeah. Also, also, again, not completely melted through when they do it their way. But, no, I mean, I, I let it, like, I let it turn a little bit. And it, when it catches fire, it's fine. Like, I'll blow it out the first time or two. But then, like, then I let it get hot. And I, I, I'm with him. I'll get it a little black. You know, they, they, it's a little crispy on the edge. But, I mean, I will You I'll don't taste it. it. You don't. You surprisingly don't really taste it because the graham cracker and the chocolate and everything else kind of takes it over. Yeah, but so then you got the whole inside that's not burnt, so that's going to overpower the outside. I'm so with him, that chocolate's got to be melted a little bit. I mean, in some way, shape, or form, you got to figure so, out one way. I, to do it. I might be a psychopath for it, but I love the cookies and cream Hershey's bar over the regular Hershey's bar in the, in the s'mores. That's just weird. I like cookies and cream. I love cookies and cream. It's one of my favorite milkshakes. Anything like that, but. I don't know. I feel like cookies and cream has its own place, not wait, on wait, top of it. Have you tried it yet? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but it's hard to beat the actual milk chocolate, dark chocolate marshmallow. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. You got to try it, though. It's, it's, it's absolutely delicious. So, Speaking of food, though, you want to hear how pizza saved a man's life? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So this, this past week, I was reading an article. Actually, I think it was this weekend. I was reading an article in Seattle. There was a uh, man, obviously not to be named, but he. What day was it? No, it wasn't Dave. In Seattle, lived in Seattle and ate Domino's every day of his life. Yeah, that sounds miserable. We'll get into that, but he ate Domino's every single day of his life. Whether it was pizza or the wings or the pastas or what you know salads, whatever he ordered Domino's every day of his life. Was he a gold member? Probably, <laughs> probably. It was. It had literally been over a year that he had continuously eaten Domino's every single day of his life. Ordered it, they brought it to the house, whether it was for lunch or dinner. So one day, just once a day, he ordered. Not like every meal, just once a day. Once, once a day, yeah. Once a day, he ordered Domino's. And obviously, the delivery drivers got to know him. The people reckon the people would literally recognize like the address and be like, "Okay, that's so and so, right?" Like the people working at Domino's knew this guy. I see this. I see where this is going. I see where it's going. And so, what happened was he actually like didn't order Domino's for like three straight days. And the manager on duty recognized it. He was like, "Dang, we haven't gotten an order from. We'll just call him Dave. Um, We haven't gotten an order from Dave in like the last two days." And they're like, well, he might be on vacation. Like he's taken vacations before, and then you know we, we haven't. He hasn't ordered it, whatnot. Got to day seven. I haven't heard from him. They're like, all right, well, he's been gone for a week. Gets to day ten, and they're like, all right, this something's is wrong. this is something's wrong. Something's weird. So they they legit send a delivery driver out to his house just to take him. Uh, first off, didn't you say this was in Chicago? Seattle. Yeah. But no, at the beginning of this, I when we were talking about it before the show started, I, did he not say this took place oh, in Chicago? I don't remember. Oh, either, I don't I'm remember. sorry. Continue on. So, 
Um, so they send the delivery driver out to his house. The guy shows up, knocks on the door, rings the doorbell. Doesn't look like anybody's home. He's like, all right, well, I guess you know, just. So they get back, and he was like, you know, that was like that was weird though. Like his cars and stuff are are in the driveway. And uh, and so they get back. They have a little more talk about it. They panic a little bit. So they call nine one one. They like legit call nine one one, and send like nine one one's like, okay, what's your emergency? And they're like, hey, listen, this is Domino's. Like this guy literally orders from us every single day, and he hasn't ordered in eleven days now. Like something is wrong. Essentially, just called in a welfare check, basically. And uh, and so the ambulance shows up. Two people get it, you know, get into the house, and sure enough, the guy's had like a freaking stroke and is on the floor like screaming for help like in the best way that he can and so they legit pack him up take him to the hospital saved his life because he ate because he ate dominoes every single day guess what that's some good mother, he ain't mother ain't quitting eating dominoes either <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most good news coming out of seattle in about two weeks yeah probably <laughs> probably that's awesome i saw it i saw this was going when chris was establishing like a routine yeah i was like dude went missing and they the pizza hut was, or the dominoes was like hey uh don't jimmy he's he's gone Okay, now we can talk about why Domino's would be your choice of, of delivery pizzas every single day. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> no, no. no. I mean, it's it's got to be it's got to be Papa John's, right? No, I would change it up. Oh no! If you had to choose, like, is it like chain pizza? Yeah, you have to choose one chain pizza. Oh, it would be Papa John's. I like Papa John's more. Are you a Domino's guy? No, it's I don't. I also like Marcos. Yeah, Marcos. Marcos is, yeah, yeah, Marcos. All the different favorite. crusts that they offer. Yeah, I could do Marcos. It's about average. Yeah. It definitely average. wouldn't be like Little Caesars or Pizza Hut. I mean, yeah. All right. How about how about I just, put, I just put Pizza Hut in the same room as Little Caesars? <laughs> I mean, I'm so Little Caesars like that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Little, Caesars, Little Caesars is there for you, dude, when you've got $5 and you're hungry for like two or three days. I know, but their specialties are starting to get like $11. I'm like, who are you? They get three in the pizza game right now. Double digits for a pizza? Who are you? Inflation, bro. Inflation. <laughs> All right. How about in Columbia, though? Like, if, if, if any pizza place you can deliver, like, Mellow. Yeah, Mellow. You know, Mellow Mushrooms. Mellow God, that's good, too. Or Eat a Village. This does deliver, though. I don't know. I do. I yeah. Village is awesome. But, oh, Bellasinos is good. Bellasinos is good too. Ooh, Alex, <laughs> Alex and I. Alex and I. I haven't got it. Oh, that's another one you need to try then. Alex and I the other week. <laughs> we we was it after golf? We went and got Bellasinos. So, yeah, yeah. After, after golf, Alex and I went and got Bellasinos. We both got a sub and we split a pizza. <laughs> Bro, we were hungry. We were hungry. <laughs> We got with their like they're like I got their taco grinder so they can have all that stuff on yeah. it and everything. And then Yo, pizza, yeah. So I mean we were out there basically all day doing nothing but drinking on the golf course. Like we got off yeah, we were yeah. like we were so we were so our body was like, We need carbs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to sleep. That was so oh, good. Oh my gosh. That was but yeah. Yeah. Crush the rest of that pizza over the next couple of days. Yeah. So um all right, so how about some local news? Get ready for this? How would you got local news? Right, so South Is Carolina. It good news? Yeah, it's actually really good news for South Carolina. In all in all three aspects, well, there's one bad one bad news and three good news. So what do you choose? You uh, so uh, the bad news is most players. likely just COVID's fucking us up the asshole. No, no, it's it's a player transfer. 
Oh. All right, so this, all right, so this is just during – With the university. These, all, all of South Carolina athletics? Oh, this, this is all South Carolina athletics up there. Yeah. Okay. You got you got for face with that. You can't just come in South Carolina good news. Like, well, yes. The whole state. At, but you yes. actually South Carolina yes. athletics. Yes, yes. Certainly, certainly COVID is fucking us up the ass in South Carolina. Yeah. 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 Actually, I'm kind like of – Like a week and a half straight of 700 cases a day? Yeah. It's it's pretty bad. 700 new cases a day. Yeah, it's pretty – Yeah, I still think we reopen that. I think we'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. So what, we're not going to the boys this weekend? I'll go out. I don't care. I'm still going to go out. It's kind of such a hypocritical move, but <laughs> I don't care. I'm not wearing no mask. I tell you that. <laughs> I wear a mask when I have to. Uh, yeah. Costco. A lot of places now. <laughs> to go into the pro shop at, on, on base, I had to wear you know, a mask. Like the PX? Is that what you mean? No, like the pro shop for the golf course. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so you want the one bad or you want the three good? No, she was the, the bad. bad first, and then, okay. then you got to end it on good news. Okay, so yeah, South, especially we got three of them. South Carolina baseball, um, unfortunately, while they did pick up a grad transfer this weekend as well, which I'm not going to get into because I haven't even looked in the guy's stuff, but um, they did lose a pretty high name player uh, from South Carolina named Jax Cash. He was a catcher and right handed pitcher. Didn't see any playing time this year in the 16 games that they got to play. He feels like, you know, there's a lot of guys coming back because of the rules for spring baseball next year. You know, you, if, if you're a senior, you can come back. doesn't matter. Um, you know, you don't have to go. He's playing time. He doesn't feel – yeah, he said in a statement he doesn't feel like he's getting a playing time. And and I hate it because this is a guy that was in from Spartanburg, actually played a senior year of high school at IMG down in Florida, at Bradenton, Florida, and um, – was literally before he left was the number two player in South Carolina. We really needed a good catcher. This is a guy that I thought had a lot of talent. I, I think, you know, just personally, I think he's taking a little, little quick of a jump to get out of here. Yeah, um, um, but like I said, who's he sitting behind right now? As far as if he's, he's an incoming freshman, or he is a freshman. He was a freshman. He would have, he would have technically gotten a red shirt this okay. year. So he would he would come in as a regular. That's a little that's a little early to jump ship. Yeah, I, I felt that way too about it. I honestly felt that way too about it. But I understand it. I mean, the other thing when you got to think about catchers and you start talking about catchers, a lot of times, I mean, if you're a catcher, you want to get in three years, get out if you're going to play college baseball because catchers are kind of like catchers are like the running backs of the MLB. You know, you, you get very to, short lifespan yeah, on their get, knees and everything. You get to thirty and you're kind of out. So hey, not not only on your knees, but you you're literally throwing the ball every play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so. They always talk about pitchers, you know, pitch count, this, that, and the other. The and they're not they're not rotating like pitchers are. They don't have like one day on, four days off, you know. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. You might go one day on, one day off, and then you you're back on. Yeah. So certainly understand it. I mean, I, I hate it to see it because I think this is a guy that would have actually gotten some midweek playing time, especially next year, and then probably been the starting catcher. His what would be his retro sophomore season, which is again a, a season that he could have gone, he would have been twenty. Um, or 21 at that time. So I hate to see it, but, you know, certainly whoever he whoever he goes to play for, definitely picking up, uh, you know, really a really talented. Yeah, 6'3", 210 guy. I mean, righty, 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 you know, down a lot of talent and was in the perfect game, you know, top uh, 500 list for the country and stuff like that. So um, big wins for this weekend, though. Good news. South Carolina football picking up another commit this week. Back-to-back weeks with commits. They picked up uh, Jaden Johnson. is a 6'2", 200-pound, technically an athlete on Rivals and uh, 247. A lot of people have said this guy's totally a DB. He expects to be a DB. Um, most scouts have him as a safety. Um, a lot of it has to do with hip change and, and coverage speed, but 
Um, would if I was if I'm a South Carolina fan, I wanted to be a safety because we definitely need safety. I mean, that's all you get is watch our football team and go. We have terrible safeties. But um, you know, some of the some of the coverage people like you know Gamecock Central and stuff are saying that this guy is planning on playing corner at six two two hundred, which would be a pretty physical corner. I say because was it McQuamu is six four? four. Yeah. yeah, and 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 J C Horn six one. So I mean, it, it wouldn't be a surprise. So we look. Which is matching up great for receivers who are six four, typically in the SEC, right? Yeah, which is what SEC and Clemson. I mean, Clemson brings a lot of yeah, lot, lot of size, lot of size, but um, definitely needs some safeties. This guy, um, he has a highlight tape that doesn't work currently on either Rivals or two four seven, so I haven't been able to watch any highlights of him. But um, another guy from Georgia, which is where we're really starting to you know pick up steam as far as recruiting goes. So. Uh, but a high end, I mean, a high end three star uh, on the composite rankings, which take in ESPN. So he a potential four star? Is he is he graduating high school? He no, he's going into a senior year. Uh, so a potential four star coming? Yeah, it could be, could be four star. Could be four with, star with uh, if he has a great or if he has a breakout senior year for whatever reason. Yeah, and this you know this is the time of year where a lot of people are doing camps and stuff too. So this is where a lot of times where you see people make jumps, and uh, and obviously that can't happen right now with COVID, but. Um, but, you know, in the composite rankings, he's a, a 0.87, which is like you know, an 87. And uh, and that's kind of middle of the road for the three stars. But in the 247 rankings alone, which may be a 247 scout, you know, got to see him, you know, a couple months ago or really was really impressed by him to have him at a, a high three star at 89, which is a point away from being a four star. So this is, a, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is a guy that's likely going to end up being a four star by the time he's signed, sealed, and done. But, uh, but, you know, certainly a big win for South Carolina. And, I mean, there's not a – the guy's got 18 offers. And, I mean, you're pulling other SEC schools. He's they've got Arkansas in here. He's got Coastal Carolina, East Carolina, Georgia Tech, Kansas State, Liberty, Memphis, Navy, Oklahoma, Virginia. So, you know, he's got some other offers. This was a guy that, you know, certainly uh, – certainly definitely, you know, caught eyes with other people and is, is a big win for South Carolina. So, uh, another good football note to look forward to. Uh, South Carolina also picked up a baseball commit this weekend, which was huge. This is a guy that is a top five player in the country. He's a yeah, he's a six six, two hundred pound right handed pitcher. Yeah, who has literally not been in high school yet. He's a twenty twenty four class guy. And he's already committing. He's already committing to the University of South Carolina. Six six, two hundred pounder. So um, this is, a, yeah, from from what has been like scouted for perfect game, of course, which when you're so far away, you, you know, there's not really that many people that have been scouted. But this is a guy that's obviously getting some travel ball time playing, you know, around the country and stuff. But yeah, six, six, you're talking about an eighth grader. He's never he's never played a, a game of high school baseball yet. I mean, that's all good and all. But like, how how can you? Who's to say not sophomore year he blows out his elbow and he's fucking done? That is true. I mean, here's here's my big thing with it. I'll be honest with you. This is really like – this is a guy he, – he's currently ranked the fifth best player in the country for the 2024 class. This is a guy that's not playing baseball at the University of South Carolina. Like, is it good for hype? Is it good for recruiting? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I mean, you know, you right. go, <laughs> wait till our next coach is here and we're playing in 2024. We got this guy that's, you know, supposedly committed. This is the guy that's getting drafted. This is the guy that's a top 15 pick. 
That's oh, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if he stays course. Yeah, yeah. If he if, agree again, yeah, that's true. If he stays course, well, just, he could be the dumb, you know, the dumb baseball prodigy, but go and want to play high school basketball, and next thing he blows his knee out, or he goes and plays football, blows a knee out, and now you you're done. That is true. Like, that is true. You're, you're talking about a 12 year old right now. We got a. He he would have played in the little league. No, he's not. He's a little bit older than that. He's like 14. To to uh the guy uh, a, it looks like another podcaster is in the chat. Okay. The name's two dumbasses, and they said that they blew out their elbow playing baseball was back in 11 months. So saying that they can be done. Yeah, yeah, blowing out elbow is not yeah. like it's not a death sentence. But I mean, but same thing happened with Austin. Austin blew out his elbow. And he was never the same after. I'm not saying just because at 14 years old and then. I'm Austin not, never warmed up, though. He was so against warming up and stretching and cooling down, dude. That's, that, that is true. That is true. No warm ups, no cool down stretches, nothing. He was just throw 100, get out. And that was it. I but, think, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, it's, the, it's not that there isn't a chance. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't come back from an elbow. I'm just saying it. There's a potential that the you're odds not are be, slim. Yeah, you're not going to be the same potentially as what you were. Yeah, so, I mean, there's certainly there's certainly the risk of that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's playing with any any sport or any sports injury is always that risk of you're not going to be the same of what you were after yeah. the injury. Yeah, that was that was the next of the three big news, and then certainly um, the AJ Lawson news, which broke yesterday that he. AJ Lawson's currently in for the NBA draft, but news broke yesterday saying that he was going to uh, uh, get out of the draft report, come back to college for another year, um, which would be his his junior year coming up. But um, I I think um, from what I heard today, that his dad has basically said that's not true, and that he's still he's still in he's still in for it. He hasn't signed an agent, so he can back out at any time. He has a deadline that he has to decide. Has he declared? Because I thought once you declared for the draft, you couldn't. Not in college basketball, you can't sign an agent in college basketball. If you sign an agent, you're in. You're done. It's over, right? But if you go in and you're like, all right, you know. Here's my number. Call me if you're interested. You know, call me if you're going to tell me, you know, where I stand for you and if you want me to come work out or whatnot. So, he, you know, he's having to handle all of that business on his own, which is a good thing again. I mean, it means he's not, you know, officially gone. But so conflicting reports between today and yesterday, whether he's actually gone, gone or not. But I do think, uh, you, you think know, he's going to stay. Yeah, I think he's going to stay. The guy's not even, his name's not even popping up in mock drafts for the first why would you go? You know, you've got two more years to play with. But uh, and, and AJ Lawson is the same thing as PJ Dozier for us. Really, really talented six six guard that can score, can shoot from mid range, is working on threes. Really good defender as as far as length. The guy's a fifty percent free throw shooter, right? If, oh, yeah. if AJ, the entire the fact that what uh, Kozar probably led the team in free throw uh, free throw percentage last year. More than likely. I, I mean, I'm, if I had I'll to look, put, at, yeah. look at it now for you, but more if, if he if he wasn't up there, he's top two, if not number one. But the fact that your center or power forward, whatever he technically played, that hybrid four or five, whatever you want to call it, yeah, when he's leading your team in free throw percentage, something ain't right. Yeah, I can get with that. Actually, oh well, sorry. Of the starters, AJ Lawson shot seventy percent was there, but Kozar was a sixty-nine percent. Okay. So, so he was the number two guy. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it, you know, AJ Lawson's a guy that that 
I think has a chance to come back. And I really do think AJ Lawson has a chance to actually be a, a number one draft pick his junior year, or not number one overall, but a first round draft pick his junior year. That's that's a, a bold statement. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's going to take a twenty one year old first first overall, anyways. But I mean, I, I think he's a guy that actually has a pretty good chance. So I do think he'll come back. His name's not in there for first round draft picks. I mean, or you know, first round mock draft picks. So. This is a guy that definitely could use another year in college and, and be able to benefit from it. But, I mean, I want you to hear this team, though. I want you to hear this team for South Carolina next year, right? So, with basketball, I'm wrapping up, yeah. You've been going on for about 10 minutes now with this recruit news. But I want you to hear this team for South Carolina next year for, for basketball fans, for you to be excited, right? You have Jair Bolden's leaving. He's decided he's going to transfer. Malik Kosar is going to be gone. And Makai Henry, it was a senior. Right, and he has to go as well. Seniors don't get to come back in basketball for next year. You will have Seventh Woods, who will be a grad transfer. He's got one year to play, right? And we've all been hyped about Seventh Woods since he played here. You have uh, T.J. Moss, who is a, a forward guard, six four guy. He's played really well. Wait, Seventh Woods was he? He's at North yes. Carolina and he was, transferred out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. now he's had his city year. Okay. Well, I was gonna say, well, Chris said he played here, and I was like, he didn't. Well, well he's Columbia. Yeah, no, he's from Columbia. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He played at Cardinal Newman. I think he played at Hammond. Yeah, because the whole reason because we one were his we were his number two school, but he wanted to go play for North Carolina and then quicker realized. You well, know. He, he played. He played a lot. He played a lot of his junior year, but I mean, he's only averaged six points a game. Yeah. But anyways, you have Seventh Woods, really talented guard, was at one point a, a top one hundred recruit. T.J. Moss, who's really put, come on well. Justin Manaya will be going into his junior year. Played had a lot of injuries, but has I been a great it. forward. Um, AJ Lawson, of course, will come back as your leading scorer, pretty much your best player. Trey Hannibal, which was a really talented young freshman guard from South Carolina that everybody's excited about. Uh, Alonzo Frank, who did get a lot of playing time as a big man this year, will kind of be, I hate to say it, he's going to be your biggest guy that is a rebounder, shot blocker. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to replace Coach Hart. I, I don't know that he's going to get replace Coach Hart because he's only 6'7, but, but he's going to be a size down low. Yeah, he's going to be the best yeah. hope we have for size yeah. down low. And then Jermaine Kuzmar, who is again a really, really talented. Score at six four two fifteen, kind of thicker body guy. Yeah, we need we need to go out there and find somebody who's about six nine, six ten. <laughs> well, we we did a recruiting, which we, we'll get into it another time. But uh, and then Keyshawn Bryant. So you've got a lot of guards and a lot of forwards. You're, I, do, you're one, I do like Keyshawn Bryant. Your one through three is is really really talented. I mean, Keyshawn Bryant might can play a four if he puts on some weight because he is six five and a half. So. I mean, that's a small four, but you know we've played, we've we've seen lineups, especially in the NBA, where if you're talented, you can score and you can shoot, you can play with a small lineup and oh, yeah. one big guy. So, but that's you know that's yeah, uh, was it Golden State when they had Draymond at the at, as their five. Yeah, at some points they had Draymond play, or well, I take that back. They really more so had, uh, they really more so had Kevin Durant playing the five, but Draymond would play the four. Yeah, I mean, stick well. Or Iguodala will play the five, I guess, technically. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's – six. What is – what, 6'10"? Yeah, he's 6'9". Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can, you can definitely uh, – you can definitely play with, like, some of that size or some of, you know, some of some of that talent that we really have between the one and three. So, um, that's some exciting news for South Carolina, I think. Well, um, I don't have anything else we need to cover. No, we we need to actually end the show because we've got a minute and thirty seconds left right. on our podcast. Quick finish. Who's going to win the Argus this weekend? Any, any likes? I have no idea. No likes. Uh, I don't know. If I like Xander, it's, I mean, I just I, yeah, like I said, he came out hot 
last weekend. I think he's 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 on the wall and or uh, Justin Rose. Like I'll do the Varner kid, ECU kid. Like Varner, okay. Yep. That's an accurate call. That. I like that. That's what you gotta what you gotta yeah. play to win the RBC. But anyways, that's gonna be in this episode. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, tuning thanks. in, giving us input, keeping the chats alive. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Sam, yeah. if you're still listening, uh, you're a bitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we're heading out. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, like normal. We'll be on social media throughout the week. So hit us up there. Thank you, guys.